This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Middle call! Heavy, hey! Welcome! Whoa! Look at this. Here we are. Would you look at us? You, you ever taken uh, FTX? The uh, I think it's FTS. Whatever the no, the the kind of like a private aviation, but it's also not private. JSX. JSX. Yeah. 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 You taking it? I have. Yeah, we need to hit them up for a sponsorship. John, you know, I was thinking, you remember that whole thing about how I said a long time ago, if I owned the Raiders, I would, I would rebrand the Raiders. Uh, yes, I do. And I'm, and a you've mentioned believer. a few times and it gets my, it gets, it gets my mentions all worked up, but I finally figured out what I would rebrand the Raiders as. I got the new logo. <laughs> Southwest Airlines. The Jets. I don't know. You made it home. Where the hell have we been? That is the question many of you may be asking. And that is the question we will answer. Not that we're gone that long. But first, we, well, we got suspended from YouTube. That's and, true. Uh, did, it, was, yeah. it was, you know, it was Christmas holidays, you know. Let's first tell the people before we get into the details, the drama of it all, about our great friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. Now, Tito's is great 364 days out of the year, John. But some could argue that Tito's is made for the last day of the year. Now, Tito's, like I said, it's a good daily. Tito's is good for ceremonies, for celebrations, for funerals, whatever's going on, Tito's is there. But New Year's, now New Year's is the time to spend some time with our friends at Tito's, especially when New Year's is on a Saturday night, which is the case in 2022. It's uh, th- this is going to be a remarkable weekend, right? We got playoff college football all day. Well, we're recording this. We got f- college football games the next couple nights. We have a Dallas Cowboy game tonight. Th- this next stretch, of like six days, is incredible. But Saturday, 
New Year's Eve, the two playoff games. I've actually looked in, guy, to yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, Michigan TCU tickets, not that crazy. And if oh, they really? drops a lot, well, I would imagine a lot of people have not been able to get here. Mm, Fiesta. Fiesta Bowl, yeah. Well, like, how, how do you get, you know, Texas and definitely Michigan? There's no, there aren't flights. You fly anything other than the Southwest, right? You could, but all these flights have been booked. That's the thing. Yeah. Everyone's like, we'll change your flights. Well, this is the busiest 10 day stretch of the year. There's not just availability everywhere. Dallas is, um, uh, what is that, an American hub or something? United, it's a hub uh, for one of the non Southwest airlines. I think Southwest is pretty big there too, though. And, <laughs> and Michigan's definitely not easy to get here from. No, it's a 15 hour drive. So I, you know, I'm thinking about having a few Tito's and firing to watch old Jim Harbaugh That's take on Sonny Dykes. You got uh, a Michigan teacher. I do. Uh, I don't know if that. I don't know where that is nowadays. I got it for you. But <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Utah. That was you remember that was uh, Brady Hoke days. Plus, so we're talking years ago. Uh, Might have ended up in a fire or something. But I love that T-shirt, honestly, guy. Thank you very fire? much. Fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just threw that out there. Uh, and then we you know, John, we're talking about Tito's. Incredible day on uh, on Sunday of drinking, watching football, and who knows? I. I I don't think anyone's none of you guys have worked this week. Uh, I don't think America has worked this week and I don't think anyone's working next Monday. So just keep it rolling. Hey, you forgot. Not you forgot, but Friday I'm here to tell you also has good football. Monday is the New Year's six games. Don't forget because January 1st is a Sunday this year that Monday will have the New Year's six games. So that thing carries over through the weekend right now. Go to Tito's if you want. That's not what they ask us to push, but there's so many great New Year's celebration recipes there, like the Tito's Berry Dazzler, which is just white wine, raspberry liqueur, and some Tito's. I mean, all these recipes are very easy to make. The late night latte, if you're going to be uh, unlike me and try and make it to midnight, some cold brew and a little orange slice, a little half and half if you want, and a little Tito's. There's a ton there. Tito's handmade vodka. This is numero uno. This is what you celebrate. When you belly up to the bar, you say Tito's and. When you go to somebody's house, you bring a bottle of Tito's with a, with a, with a, 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 a you know, maybe a little decoration stuck to it. When you have people to the house, you offer them Tito. It just works in every situation. I think ESPN announced that if the Rose Bowl goes long, you know, Monday night football is Bill's Bengals. <laughs> That's got to be one of the better games of the year. <laughs> What if so that game will go to ESPN two? That game will go to ESPN two. You keep keep the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl would stay. Yeah, they get uh, they, the elites get priority down in Southern California. I guess it, to me it should just depend on well, uh, well I guess it's not Ohio State, it's Penn State. It should depend on the score. Like to me, it's like, hey guys, hey, if the score is thirty to three, we'll take you to Monday Night Football. If it's a good game, we'll stay here. I, nobody ever does that in television. They never do that. Fox did it with the Niners in Tampa. Fox did it with the Niners. Bucks I do believe, guy, that is their future employee. Potentially, maybe they did not want to see their future employee. They paid him like eight hundred million dollars to take over for Greg Olson's job and probably have to do seven hundred other things that he'll never end up doing. And they did not want us to just laugh at him, so they yanked him third quarter. I know that's that's been your theory. Greg Olson was like, "Keep it here, keep it here." You've never seen that. It, it it's unprecedented that early. No, maybe fourth quarter of a forty to nothing. I think Tom played a part. And there's like another game that's coming down to the wire. I could see one of the Murdoch kids getting on the phone like, "Do not allow Tom take him off." Lacklin, maybe. Okay, so do you think, do you think Tom? Uh, you know, a lot of people said the move the last couple of days with the Raiders. Could you know, he be Tom? a Raider? Yeah. Although if you're Tom, you're looking at this like. 
boy, would this be the greatest thing I've ever overcome to go make the Raiders winners? If he took the Raiders and won a Super Bowl, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, you'd have to combine them all to equal Tom Brady's greatness, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Lewis yeah, Hamilton, but... Tiger Woods, you know, yeah. you, you could uh, FDR, you know, put all the great Bezos. Would, they'd have to change the 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 monument, the presidential monument. Add Tom. Have to remove somebody and add Tom. I agree. Yeah, that's a good call. It'd, it'd be his greatest accomplishment because Tampa was pretty great. Lifetime kind of joke franchise. Uh, the, the Raiders, you will go there. Take Josh McDaniels, that clown. Take him to the to, to the top. Woo! They say the mob built Vegas, but if Tom pulled that off, uh, it would have to be Tom built Vegas back. Yeah, yeah. Someone texted me the other day. If you, he's like, you know, mutual friend of ours, there have been some empty seats. You know, I don't think things are not. You know, this, Raider, mm, Raiders have had some empty seats. Their clown show, bad football, headed toward probably being shitty again. Tom. They're going to be pretty dependent on that individual, I would say, coming. If I were Tom, this would be the way to get. Can you get? It's illegal to get a part of ownership, right? You can't do that. That was the deal with the Dolphins. Uh, that's a good question. I, this would I, be the way to get a piece of a team, like fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> what if some Tom, guy's like, "Give me, give me two percent." He's like, "No, I, I want fifty-one. I want half." What if Tom somehow, you know, do you remember? I know you used to watch, uh, or you watch Yellowstone. I watched the first two episodes uh, and haven't watched again. But in the first episode, Kevin Costner's daughter is is doing like the hostile takeover of some guy's company. Beth. Like if, if you don't sell it to me, I'm going to crush the company, right? What if Tom does like the deal with Mark Davis, signs the contract, and then Dana White walks into the room with Sheldon Adelson and they're like, actually, Mark, we just cut you out of the team. <laughs> Tom got your whatever. Tom and Tom Dana. takes on Mark's debt. And Dana's going to be the managing partner now. Yeah, and Dana's the managing partner. And Gronk is in charge of in-game entertainment. <laughs> I can see that. And Edelman will just be, you know, the uh, ha- handling the sweets, drinking with the people. Uh, let's see. Austin says, I had a 10-hour drive yesterday with no ham podcast. AK49er says, I was stranded in Iceland Monday through Tuesday. Glad you made it back safe, John. So uh, we had we had a lot going on. I mean, we were banned from YouTube from last Tuesday to this past Tuesday because of, uh, well, YouTube doesn't tell you, but uh, I think because of the Willie McGinnis fight footage that we uh, showed. And um, which is which is listen, I, I appreciate the partnership, YouTube, but that's a fucking embarrassment. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't checked in a week to see if it's still on the TMZ site, but. My guess is it is. And, um, you know, so we got to be on our best behavior now, John. But uh, then our plan was to do a show Tuesday. You were going to get home. We, we were both traveling back home Monday from our respective holidays. You were going back back to Arizona from Davis Monday. But I was No, I was flying Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. But you were doing it on Southwest. Yeah. Which created a bit of a problem. So, John, if you could take us through... Why? Honestly, I didn't have an issue because I never went to the airport. And you started hearing rumblings on Monday. Sheldon Adelson no longer with us. Uh, Yeah, I I was going to say that, but wasn't sure if he uh, he was still alive. But I remember him dying relatively recently. Remember, he was old when he uh, brokered the deal. I do recall. Uh, Didn't look like he was in the best of just physical shape. But I I didn't go to the airport. 
so I, I didn't lose my bags, like 7,000 people, you know, 30,000 people in Denver. I mean, you've all seen the horror stories. I do not regret my decision. I, I, I wanted to travel light. I wasn't going to bring my bag with the, someone's like, you should get travel equipment. I do have travel equipment. I'm talking into it. It's very easy to travel. But <laughs> Southwest, when do flights, anyone that flies out of Oakland, Sacramento, anywhere in Los Angeles, Vegas, Scottsdale, Southwest flights are nonstop in a circle, right? San Diego as well. It's just nonstop. You can get flights, unlimited amount of flights. Not, it just literally never ends. There is no weather out west, really. <laughs> you know, maybe the northwest gets some cold and the Bay Area gets some fog. Th- so this is an unprecedented issue that, honestly, I, I don't have any issues with Southwest. I know some people have horror stories. I'm like Mark Davis. I, I enjoy flying on it. One, it's cheap. It's easy. I think it's pretty efficient. If something ever happens, there's always another flight. As long as you, then this is kind of my little area, the West Coast. I like, I like you can cancel a flight within like 10 minutes of the flight. It, it, I, I really have enjoyed it. Now, I get people that were there, you know, their system's antiquated, your bag's gone. That sucks. All I had to do, I, I'm not Maybe they're on their way to the holiday. You were just kind of going back home from the holiday. I, I think a lot of people in like Northern California, for example, out of Oakland and Sacramento area, were trying to go home. Like yesterday at Budget Enterprise, who or Budget Rent a Car, who fucked me. They gave me a car that was missing a uh, uh, a cap for the side, you know, rear view mirror. I'd forgotten a hat in my brother's car, so as I went over the kind of the uh, uh, whatever it is, the bridge to like get back on the freeway. I met my brother to grab my hat and he's like, oh, you're missing a something. Take, take a picture. I'm like, oh, they're not going to give me credit. And of course I got an invoice today of, but that's a whole nother story. But the guy ahead of me was picking up a car to drive back to Boise, probably another area where I would imagine Southwest flies in and out of. He was driving. It's the only way to get home. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't be stuck in an environment. Like I, now that I have to go, like, there's no, that is not happening anymore. Like, people are going to start coming to me. Like, I, I'm not leaving. That, that's, you just get stuck, that feeling of being stuck and stranded. But again, I didn't get stuck in an and you're, airport. You're, you're at your mom's house. So, you was at my mom's house. Yeah. So, <laughs> you got a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I had unlimited food. I mean, I, again, life wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad at all. I just, no. the only the shitty part get, is I had to rent a car and drive home 12 hours, right? You know, factor in stops, it's like a 10 and a half hour drive. When you factor in stops and had to swing to the airport to pick up my car, it was a 13 hour day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we considered doing the podcast Tuesday, but over John's phone, but we determined we don't want to put out, we didn't consider but it. What's the, what, and my, my, my philosophy, because I got to take uh, ownership of this missed podcast, it was on me. Ultimately, it was on Southwest, but I put my trust in them. Like, this is probably a week. I mean, it's different now with podcasts, obviously, than radio. We're not as impacted the way people listen. But I, I would imagine it's one of the, while it's a huge week for us, you know, in terms of the the matchup and everything, it's which why I was pissed off when the matchup came out at the date in which it did. Because this is just a week where I just saw it in my own parents' neighborhood of, like, all my brother's friends that kind of live around them. Like, no one's working. Or their work hours are completely different. Partly because most people, you know, our age, I would say have kids 10 and under and kids are home, you know, and unlike my parents, kids have to have supervision now. You don't just get to run wild. So uh, parents are around. I I don't feel as bad for screwing the operation. Well, I actually have taken a glass half full uh, view of the last week and a half. It couldn't have happened at a better time. 
the YouTube ban happened over a weekend when we weren't going to do a show on Saturday night anyway. The Niners clinched a playoff spot. Obviously, a Niner game is a big uh, 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 rocket kind of fuel for the show. And uh, and so the game with the football team didn't mean anything from like a playoff clinching standpoint. It was the football team, as it turned out. And then it was like a big holiday. People's lives are all upended. and Big holiday. Day. I'd say it's the biggest holiday of the year for most people. Hanukkah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it just, it was. Uh... <laughs> but you were at a Christmas dinner, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you see, here we are returning, by the way, to the masses cheering us on. Brock Purdy, Debo. Did you see the hoppy Hanukkah in the background? But how about uh, Brock and Debo together at the Warrior game? That was uh, Sunday, ABC. There was always rumors about some veterans that were not all in with the quarterback transition. It sure feels like this guy has transitioned. I'm talking about the previous the transition, Jimmy this transition. transition. Yeah, yeah, this transition. It feels like he's embracing him with open arms. I've, he took Brock Purdy to the Warriors game. I was talking to my guy Michael Molinari, who's a produ- TV producer, and he produced this this ABC game. And I was I was talking to him yesterday, just bullshit. And I'm like, "How's Mike Breen?" He's like, "I told Breen we're going to show Brock Purdy." And Breen's like, I know who Brock Purdy is. <laughs> but every the point was like, this ABC crew, which is a lot of people from other parts of the country, was like, oh, time to show Purdy. Everybody is talking about Brock Purdy, John. I, I think the one shooting. Well, part they were. Now they're talking about Derek Carr. About where the game fell on Christmas Eve is that would have been a fun game to react to because it was, I was at a party or, I mean, at a dinner, but everyone yeah. surrounding the TV with cocktails, just right. like, this is incredible. No. Just kicking their ass, kicking them when they're down, scoring touchdowns, chest bumping. And it's just like touchdown after touchdown. And you look up the score, it's like 37 to 20. And it just felt like a bludgeoning. But there's nothing like a Niners bludgeoning that you have to watch four quarters of, which is what that it was. It was a one score game going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> but it never felt even remotely close. No, it never did. But it's just a classic Niner game. And uh, Heineke got benched for Wentz, which to me was a little stupid. Like I didn't think Heineke... I guess is Wentz starting again? Did you see that this week? Is he? I think so. Yeah. Uh, this preseason football the last two weeks of the season with some of these quarterbacks because Heineke's but, out. No, I mean they're just going with Carson Wentz, which I think is pretty stupid. But yeah, very stupid. I would just roll with Heineke. I I take my takeaway from the Washington football team Commanders. Like they are pretty. They got a lot of players that a lot of teams would want. They they are not some joke squad. No, they're they're to me like a receivers are good. Of, their running backs are good. Their that. defensive lines good. They've been that the whole time. They just have a ceiling, but they can play you tough. Maybe yeah, if things go their way, they're like a they did. like a poor Watson was making plays. They're a poor man's giant. Yeah, but then you know like the touchdown that he scored was actually he was down, and then it came back, and then it became a field goal. Like you know, he was pretty fucking awesome in that game. I thought. Oh, I'm not just dis- I'm just saying like things did not go like they needed breaks. They just didn't get right. Yeah, I'm not saying they were going to beat the Niners. I'm just saying like they, they are a formidable like you just you, you don't approach them like the I was going to say the Bears. <laughs> the Bears beat the Niners. You're just some team that's drafted in the top five. Denver, who also beat the Niners. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, the commanders are five and five. I mean, 500 team. What's their record? Seven, seven and seven, one, seven and one. <laughs> But I, the, I, the crew I was with, because the yeah. Niner game was fun. Everyone having a good was, time. Yeah. Moses. Once dinner ends and the cocktails and the wine keep flowing, and then you kind of work your way back to the living room, and you're just like, what do we got here? And we had Raiders Steelers. Harris against the Steelers in the second half. People were like, this is really happening. Derek's throwing picks. It's freezing cold. 
And then the way that game ended, which uh, ended a man's career, potentially. It was quite a finish. It was quite a, it was it was quite a finish. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was quite a finish. <laughs> I, I, the Raiders have also played the same game multiple times this year, and it's just you know we have a lot. You and I both have a lot of Raider fans in our lives, and um, they're not even the ones I've talked to are not even depressed. They just uh, <laughs> they're they're so used to this. But for the rest of us, John, who didn't maybe grow up living the Raiders' pain week to week, it's been a it's been a a, a wild year. Before we dive into Derek, I was I had a lot of time to think yesterday on the drive. This game on paper, the week I I, I stand by it and it just it sucks. I this I would I wanted this game earlier. This the week was going to impact the just the whole thing. But the game on paper, knowing that the Niners are going to the Raiders, if we had this conversation, we did. Let's just say September first before anyone played a game was one of the bigger games on paper of both their schedules. It was a fucking massive game. And I, I don't want to say it was ruined yesterday because the Raiders suck. I mean, the Niners, I haven't seen the updated line, but what, what was the, what was the spread going it before Derek officially got benched? I would guess six, seven points. Now, what's it now? Ten points? Uh, it opened at one and a half. <laughs> Raiders? No. Uh, that's what I got right here. It says the opening line was Raiders minus one and a half. And now, September? Uh, now it's uh, Niners minus nine and a half. Maybe it opened minus one and a half when the season started. Like maybe that's line. not usually how these lines are listed. Someone wrote minus five and a half to ten. Yeah, I, I, I that think, makes sense. Yeah, but regardless, like okay, Raiders. It was a big game. And now it's, you know, I don't know if you listen to Cousin Sal and Bill, like they do a poop fecta. I wouldn't put it in the poop fecta as like a joke game, but it's closer to that than it is like if you were just some independent guy, it doesn't really matter to anybody. You know, and that that sucks. I mean, that's that sucks. It uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's def- definitely on just a national level, it was going to be relevant for us personally. It's very relevant. Um and the second you you texted me, because you had stopped for a pee break, break on your drive, I was on my drive, or on a drive, and uh, you said Derek got benched, and it immediately ruined, not ruined the game, but kind of ruined the game for me. I put, put in the gas, and all of a sudden you just pull up Instagram, and the first thing I see is one of the, you know, the 49er aggregator accounts that says breaking Derek, and my first reaction is like, he has a labrum, like something he get hurt in that game. And then, like, you know, you have sometimes you see the picture and then you click on it to read and you're like, oh my God. And I had to, then I typed in Schefter really quick to Instagram. He had just posted it. But that was a, I would say, a pretty big wow moment. Derek Carr was benched. I, I texted you and again, had a lot of time to think yesterday. From a player standpoint, not like, a, you know, a coach fired like Nate Hackett or Jeff Saturday being named. I'm talking an individual player. Something happening. Like ultimately, if I told you Matt Ryan got benched, you know, September 1st, like that was going to happen. That was believable. If the Colts had, you know, he was had been trending the wrong way. I'd say Derek Carr getting benched. You could argue is the craziest thing to happen just from a pure football player standpoint this season. 
not like off the field, not some fake drama. It 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 would be at least in the running. <clears throat> if I would have told you Derek Carr is going to get benched before week one this year, like I'd have a hard time seeing that. What he had just come off of, resurrecting his career, being a huge reason that they had made the playoffs last year. Remember, they did not have Devontae last year. Ruggs killed somebody, and Waller was pretty sure he was banged up last year. He's like he was like him and Renfro. Zay Jones. And now he's fucking benched in his Raider career. Because when you see he's benched, you go, well, his career's over with the Raiders. Right. Well, I, I think the way you put it, I definitely agree. If you had said that before the season began, Derek Carr's going to get benched. It definitely crossed my mind watching the Steelers game. Like, after that game ended. Not in like a, I think I have a takeaway, but just in a, they wouldn't, <clears throat> they wouldn't change quarterbacks at some point, would they, Way, Uh you know, after that point in time, it felt a little less crazy, but I think we have to combine it was benched. And then it turned out it's also went home or was sent home or agreed to leave because uh, they didn't want him or he didn't want to be this part. We need some clarification on who really decided that it was good for Derek to leave a distraction because you and I have both been around the NFL in a variety of ways and sports in a variety of ways. Yeah, let me on the grand, crazy that that was the craziest part, like the individual player. But we had like ben 20 minutes home. to just sit with actually it was more than 20 minutes to just sit with Derek got bench and that in and of itself felt crazy because it was this end of an era for Derek Carr and the Raiders. And then we followed up with he's he went home. And the idea that he's a distraction is like it's it's one billionth on the list of distractions that teams have worked their way through. We remember you and I were at the Coliseum the week that they benched Eli when he was, he was like one, what was he one? He was like right on the precipice of some consecutive game starts record or some weird thing for Geno Smith. And then Eli ends up coming off the bench, I think in that game, but he definitely started the next week. Like the idea that the locker room couldn't handle questions about why Jared Stidham is starting this week is so stupid. Like, I don't buy that for a second. Whoever decided he shouldn't be there, whether it was the Raiders, Josh, Mark, Derek, them together, it was ego is the reason he's not there. Like them not wanting to be around each other or them not wanting him there because they don't want him there is the reason he's not there, which is crazy. Like outside of you committing some crime or ripping everybody publicly, the idea that you just disappear from the team because you got benched, is insane. Like it's that's fucking insane. nuts, guys. It's nuts. It's nuts. You don't get no one gets sent home because a professional locker room can't handle a few questions. What is is the locker room open? Is like everyone just standing there required to talk for three hours a day? Guys disappear to the locker room to the weight room. You answer a question for five minutes, you move on. Uh Henry Ruggs killed a person last year, and John Gruden got and fired for email and a dog, and John Gruden got fired for emails. And somehow they handled that, but they couldn't possibly handle the distraction of questions of Derek Carr getting benched. Nobody should buy that explanation for two milliseconds. Yeah, let me rephrase. The the benching, because independently of benching, like he had played really shitty. It, he definitely had. Uh, and anytime you get a new regime, new coach, new GM, things change. I don't care who you are. So the, the benching is not independently that crazy. Guys get benched. I even don't think they want to bench him. Whatever. Financially, it makes sense. The crazy part, running on some, my head's not firing all cylinders, is the sent home. Is the sent home. You want to bench him? 
And obviously you're benching him because you don't, he gets injured. He has to pass a physical, right? March, whatever, $40 million. I get it like that. That's not that weird. I'm not going to make fun of the Raiders for doing that. If they're, if Josh going to move on now, we can talk about million Josh. Dollars they'd be on the hook for if he got hurt in that game. Did not 40. Well, someone yes. 33 next year, then seven the next year. So 40 total. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. Like that's a, that's a lot of money and basically you're stuck with a quarterback, but sending him home, I, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Just think about, remember Aaron Hernandez once went to the facility and Belichick or Kraft came down and said, you have to leave. I, when I was with the Eagles, Deshaun wanted a new contract. One day at practice, for whatever reason, I didn't usually go to practice. I was out there and they were punting him balls and he like wasn't moving. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Deuce Staley started yelling at him. They finally punted him a ball. He He didn't move. It was practice, you know grabbed the ball, punted it, he got sent home. Like, to get sent home and Draymond, right, slugs him immediately, like, you got to leave. Like, it's – these are – I saw a tweet that was like, Matt Ryan has been benched multiple times this year, and he's still welcome. Like, it's – people get benched in sports. The other thing, the incidences you said last year, their number one spokesman beside Rich and Mike was Derek. Derek has seen this franchise – like, listen – I don't, we don't have all the details. And I, I've said over and over, if Derek, if you they forced you to leave and like we don't want you here, you got to fucking come out. You can't be quiet here. You got to sit down with Jay Glazer. You got to do something immediately and say, because that is, he has earned for, listen, we can discuss his football. It's been up and down. And this year was shitty. It was shitty. Though the, the coach, like, let's check his resume. It's pretty questionable. As a, a mutual friend of ours texted me yesterday, to have Derek at 60% completion at this point in time in his career is pretty insane because he gets completions with his eyes closed. That's one thing he kind of hung his hat 68% last year. At a lifetime, 65%. So I'm sorry, Josh deserves some blame here. Uh, but regardless, to send him home, I do believe this. If it's the Raiders, like 90% them, and Derek's like, I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm not going to try to be like, you don't even want me around. I'll leave. I think it's one of the biggest clown, most embarrassing moments I've ever seen. Like, just such a low-level, low life. And honestly, if Derek didn't want to be there, like, that's a low-level move. So I, I need some more information on exactly. I know Josh's guy back in New England, Howe, Jeff Howe. covers the Patriots. That, Boom, well, now, he's the, now he's the athletic, but he was with the cover of the past. But yeah. he, New England, right? Yeah. Athletic. Yep. So came out and basically said, like, Derek is on board. Like, I am not on board. If I'm Derek, like there, there's and then the rap sheet's report was a little different, right? Rap sheet said they mutually, they both talked and both agreed it'd be best for everybody to leave. It's just insanity. And, and it's just such, this whole situation is just so Raiders. It's just so Raiders. I actually watching, we haven't talked since that Kingsbury report came out. They're like, he might quit. Well, of course they'd want him to quit. He's got five years left. <laughs> just sign an extension. I do think both these two teams in the desert are so similar. And if, if Scottsdale, Arizona, and Vegas were stocks, I think the next 20 years, these markets are going to be so fucking big. And these two franchises that we've seen, like, they have, I mean, the Super Bowl's here, playoffs, like, it's a big deal here. Vegas now with the same way. Both these two franchises, now, Arizona has no history like the Raiders, but the Raiders' history goes back to, like, fucking, people talk about the 70s. Like <laughs> That's what they're holding on to here. <laughs> you know, in a couple Gruden years. Both have two owners that were handed the team from their father. Now, Bidwell's dad was never successful. Marks was. But both of them, I think if the league could, 
would do anything. I mean, the Suns just went for four billion dollars. The, the, the Cardinals would go five billion with their eyes closed, and we've always talked the Raiders would, who knows, seven eight. I mean, it would be an astronomical number. These two franchises just have such they're just such low level operations. What's going on with Vegas, or I mean, with Arizona, with all, their administration? Kime's gone, Cliff. With the Raiders, it's just they, they they honestly feel like they're paralleling each other right now, guy. <clears throat> it's crazy. But the difference is, is Derek has been there. Like, there's no like Larry Fitzgerald dealing with the problem, right? Kyler, no one's taking sides really. It's like loser, loser. I wouldn't want to. With the Raiders, Derek's earned the equity of being treated, I think, pretty well. You can bench him. This is it's pro sports, cutthroat league. I I don't think you can do that, man. <laughs> I agree. I mean. And you've said it, you know, the idea that Mark Davis loves Derek is something that I think a lot of, uh, 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 it's not the case. And you've said that for a while. I heard Lombardi, basically, Michael Lombardi said that today on his podcast too. But you have to deal with the, if you're Mark Davis, you have to accept the reality of what the situation is. And the situation is that he's been, for better or worse, the face of your franchise for several years now. Because you've had six coaches since he came. Two interims. Two interims. How many quarterbacks have two interim coaches? Uh, not many. He's had six coaches since 2014. And last year, in a disaster, he was the face of that. Him and Rich Basaccia, two guys who you don't want. You, we know you don't want Rich because you got rid of him. And the rumors are that you don't want Derek. Those two guys were the ones that represented your franchise pretty well, I'd say. So, But you'd even have to rewind, right? Guy, they moved, but they didn't move. They stayed in Oakland. And Derek had to be the spokesman. Think about that. Yeah. Like that was no one moves and stays. Even the Chargers, right? Went to the little, like they stayed in Oakland. Like it was, I don't try to beat up on the Raiders. And the only reason I truly know is because I was kind of around them closely and saw it and interacted and just saw the ethos of what these people stand for. And it's just kind of embarrassing. Now, every franchise can have their embarrassing moments. It's football. Right. It, it happens. No, no, you can have the way the Eagles did Doug Peterson like that's they're probably better than that. Like it, all these the Giants have had some moments with coaches. I I don't expect no one does like it's you're going to have these moments. I would say the Raiders, though, consistently have just done things. I mean, they have. I mean, no, no one even argues it like it's it's kind of a fucking joke. Some of the things that they get away with. And it's not I'm not trying to pick on Mark, but. And, and Mark, I think he would be on the on the list of people if they could replace higher than the guy in Arizona because I, you know, Vegas is just such a hub now for these spots and just that franchise. Uh, I, I just think they they'd get him out of there and there. It doesn't like, feel like not, the guy in there. It doesn't feel like Bidwell like vote like I. He just he kind of in line with what the other owners want, right? From like a voting standpoint, he's not in their way. Mark has he, voted he, against them in you know th- like the move situation. Mark was on the opposite side of everybody else. Totally agree. That's true. So, I, I think Bidwell kind of knows his place and avoids that. He's yeah, it, it stays that. out of it. I mean, to be clear, I don't think I know. I don't have a problem with Derek getting. Well, I shouldn't say I have no problem. I, I got to me like Derek getting benched for Jarrett Stidham is no big issue, even though I think it's kind of a joke. If you just fundamentally say, guys, we've decided internally, he's not our quarterback anymore next year. And we want to be able to make sure that, A, we don't end up in a situation where he gets hurt against the number one defense and Nick Bosa, the top sacker in the league. He gets hurt and we're stuck, and then we can't trade him because he's hurt. We just watched what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners. They got stuck. 
That's enough for me. Like, that's fine. But organizations make big picture decisions all the time. Now, they normally don't do it when they ha- when they still haven't been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which is what the Raiders just did. But it, the organizations do it all the time. So I got no big like that's not your beef, right? But they, I mean, they are six and nine. John, listen to this. Tell me how cra- would it be crazy for these four teams to win Texans at home against the Jags? Pats Jags, are hot. Jags are hot right now. I know. I, I just said crazy. Te- Texans are too. Texans are too. Pats at home against the Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, no, no. Seahawks at home against the Jets. Jets are favored. Mike Weiss back. Ravens at home against the Steelers. No. If those four teams won and <laughs> and the Raiders beat the Niners, they'd have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And another special deal, free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off, right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Raiders also then would need to beat the Chiefs. That'd be next week. That'd be next week's problem. They'd have a 12% chance of making the playoffs if that stuff happened on Saturday. I'm not saying there's a chance that happened. I'm just saying these things normally don't happen before a team's been mathematically eliminated. But whatever. Again, it, my issue is not that they benched him. He hasn't been good. It may be t- it, it, like I think we've all talked for a while now. It may be time for them to move on. And for him, I think it might be better for him. But do you, is that, I mean, are we on the same page? Or is your issue that they benched him or just the way it has all played out? Yeah, I, to me, I factor in zero that your quote-unquote playoff chances are alive like you're okay. dead. Uh, okay. uh, no, no issue with not wanting to be on the hook. You're done with him. And I guess he's been there a long time. I, I just, I have a heart. We have seen Eli Manning win multiple Super Bowls. Like, where is, is it possible to just be like, where the fuck is, is Mark Davis a bad guy? I get you don't like him, and I would understand owning the team, but wouldn't you be like, no, you you, you stay around? You the mean team. is Derek a bad guy? I'm saying Mark Davis. Yeah, like does he think Derek's a bad he, guy. Well, he's ultimately like, no, I'm saying like, how does Mark Davis allow him to like not be around the team for a couple of weeks? It's just such a low level. The only I, I way is if he's over. a bad guy, right? If Derek's a bad guy, then you're like, okay, maybe. Well, he's not. Like to me, you Jay, no, you you're staying around here because of what it represents. Right. I thought yesterday, and again, if it comes out, I'll say I'm wrong. If Derek was, I got to leave. Like, that's that's a loser move, too. It's a loser move. Whoever is responsible for this is no way around. It, it's, it wouldn't be acceptable at high-level places. Not with a guy with equity, right? It's not about what he's done recently. It's about the equity in the franchise. And he's built it up. He's taken a franchise. It's a fucking clown show joke to the playoffs twice and been their best player both times. I guess that's a fact without him, you know, this franchise loses a lot. Like this year is what they do normally. Like this is not an abnormal year for them. It's why we said when Devante, like you got to be careful. You're leaving the green Bay Packers who what win a lot (laughs) to come to Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels. Mark Davis's history is never had a job till he got handed the team. Again, that's a fact. And now you could argue maybe some owners are the same way. It's a unique spot in life when your parents worth that much money. Though Arthur Smith took a different tactic. He worked. Yeah. Uh, that And Josh McDaniels, when you had LaFleur, Gudikins, Aaron Rodgers, like that was most human beings with a brain said, Devontae, you're nuts. Because it wasn't like the Packers, remember, they wanted to pay him, but they're like, we're not going to fight him on this. We don't have, if he doesn't want to be here, he's not going to sign our contract. We'll trade you. Right. It was very different than the Tyree Kill situation where Andy and Veach are like, let's pivot, right? Right. Where the Packers are like, we we did not 
And our no one there, Aaron Rodgers, they wanted him to come back. Uh, I'm just let me read you a little uh, Vic Tafer here, John. During the interview process, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were a little taken aback by what they heard about Carr. Mark Davis turned the reins over of the two-week search to former VP of player personnel Ken Herock. Herock, now 81, is not one to mince words. Other GM and coaching candidates were shocked by how disparagingly Raiders officials in the interview room spoke of Carr, according to people familiar with the discussions. As of Tuesday, after two days of meeting, it seemed like, and this is Vic writing, that that uh, they that Ziegler and Josh were leaning towards keeping Derek the starter. That's when Davis stepped in and decided it was time for a change. Well, this article no, does not get into um, how the breakup, like how he like got the, sent off. Yeah, him leaving. The, no one was really arguing why why he got benched. Right, like it was a Mark Davis sign. I don't From think so, but I don't think a hundred percent of people are aware that Mark may have been the one to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I, I have a very, very good source who's seen it firsthand, and I texted him last night. How long has Mark Davis been wanting to do this? And he said, in all seriousness, probably around 2018. And this is where we've tried to give Mark credit. Is ultimately. Obviously, he hired Gruden, he hired Del Rio, and he's hired these guys, and he kind of lets you do what you want. Like, you can make fun of the Yorks, uh, Mark, for like how they got the job. They are good places historically to work because they just do whatever you want to do. Steelers, Draft whoever right? you want to do. Steelers is a, is a legacy inheritance. Yeah, but it, I don't know if, like, does Tomlin get full reins on everything? Like, the Ra- one thing with the Raiders and the Niners – you can draft, sign, do whatever you want to do. Unless at the time Mark Davis didn't have the cash to pay Khalil Mack, but that's another story. The point is, like, you're not told. Well, this one, so he wasn't a huge fan of Derek, right? And, and then I would imagine as years went on, you're paying him more money. You're expecting, sure. you're seeing some of these highly paid guys. Even Dak Prescott, say what you want about him. He's just a playoff quarterback every single year. You know, you just expect a little more to Derek, expect a little more. And this year you pay him a ton even though it's not really guaranteed. And I think other owners are like, God, we'd die for that contract, yeah. right? To be able to pivot out at any moment. He's had two winning seasons. Shit's the bed. But I'd say, like, the Raiders don't win. And a 500 <laughs> season. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, to be fair, we everyone's wondered if it if he's, if he's it's time for them to move on, right? But even they can't do the thing that is probably pretty acceptable in just a normal way, right? Benching, deciding to change quarterbacks in 2023 is a pretty acceptable football decision by the Raiders, right? But I, I, is there a chance that Josh and Ziegler go, hey, Mark, like, we'll do this, but, like, where do you think if Tom Brady retires, doesn't want to come out west, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt every other game. Like, Derek's been pretty durable for nine-plus years as a starter. What do you – who do you think we're going to land? Geno yeah, well, Smith? Don't – maybe he thinks they can still get Tom. Maybe he's thinking about that from two years ago. I, you know, don't – I wouldn't assume any logic when it comes to – these decisions. Well, no, I don't think there is much logic, but my point is that this decision by Mark, like I would, if the Raiders were a stock, would you bet on them or would you short them? How far back in history do you have to go to bet on them? Well, do you think you would have bet on them at coming out like 2016? You would have bet, you would have bought Raider stock in 2016. For sure. You, you honestly, you bought it coming into this season. I did. I mean, I would have lost. If I had bought my tie, low, I would have bought a decent chunk. Bought low. 
No, but you wouldn't have bought it. What it wasn't low coming into the 2022 season, was it? With Josh and Devontae and Derek yeah, Manuel. I guess, no, I guess it was. No, you're right. I thought they'd. You're right. I thought they might be a playoff team. That's true. So, do, like, here's. Do you expect these guys to be on the team next year? Devontae, Waller, Renfro's clearly falling out of favor. Like, look at Josh's history. Because this is what I'm saying. Mark lets you do what you want to do. This is the one time that he's had. If they want to trade Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams will get traded. Because we even thought it was kind of weird. Like, that's not really a Patriot move. And then this thing backfires, even though he's been good. But, like, what's the point of it all? Feels like maybe they'll just blow it up. Josh did it before. I don't see why they wouldn't Mark, do it again. Like, to me, Mark would be – you could get a first for Devontae, right? You could get a better pick than you than you gave. But it'd be, be kind of crazy because I think Mark Davis is very much in win-now mode because he's got to fill the stadium to trade the best receiver, arguably, in the NFL, right? Now, is yeah. Devontae going to demand it? Devontae already kind of forced his way out of one spot. Now, he bears blame for signing up for this. Brandon Ayuk uh, posted on Instagram, sit out this week and stand with your guy. <laughs> incredible, incredible <laughs> comment by Ayuk. <laughs> I love how the Niners are getting involved. But not even, it doesn't even feel like he's saying that because I think we'll it'd be easier to win. Like just, it's just like, okay, put your money where your mouth is, buddy. Yeah, is he just kind of laughing at the situation? Like kind of knows Devontae. I've had a lot of people ask me about Ayuk. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's chippy. You know, he's, he's, cause you just watch him in games. He's kind of getting in some fights. Like he's, yeah. the monster was awoke that day. We were at practice when the fight happened. He ain't never looked back. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no. We, yeah. We <laughs> never were looked back. He started the fight, got in a fight with Fred or whoever. Uh, incredible. I'm pretty sure it was, Fred, someone asked me about the the specific the specific incident, and I was like, it was either Ray Ray or Danny Gray that Fred killed, and you just don't hit someone like that in practice. Ayuk, yeah. whether he was in on the play or was he was on the sideline, he was on the he other side not, of the field. I think he was on the in other the side play. of the field and came over like a professional wrestler and yeah, tackled came him. flying in like a just a spear. <laughs> Speed, I don't know what his forty time is at that point in time. You would have told me he was running four one. He was moving. Former player tweets are always great. Star player tweets are always great. Tim Brown, whose avatar is him in a Hall of Fame jacket. At Raiders, I don't know the background of this Derek Carr at Derek Carr fiasco. But if there's anywhere close to what's being reported, Josh must be trying to get fired. No matter what you think of his play, he deserves better than this. It's just, it's another low moment for a franchise that's kind of cornered the market on them. You know? Derek has always famously said, John, that he would rather retire than play for another team. I really hope he doesn't choose to do that. I would be very disappointed if he did that. Uh, And I think if there's any, you know, if he's got any competitor left in him, he would not do that. Because I I would hope that he'd want to go out there and prove that he's better than the guy that was on the field this year, 60%. So I actually, you know, it's funny. I read an article. This would have been like over the weekend. I do. I do think the league will look at his body of work, not Josh McDaniels' stamp on it more. Like I think the league will look favorably on the guy. There will the be human a and the and the player. Because for four straight years under Gruden, or at least like the last three, and even this offseason, it was like oh, you, I, you get a late first for the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I read article Saturday. The Jets athletic writer was just going through some of the possibilities. And one thing is like, you know, if Derek Carr were to get released, the Jets would be, you know, just kind of casually he's in every conversation and every market. Jets, 
Pats, Colts, Texans, Bucks. If Brady's gone, uh, somebody in the chat said Rams. You know, if he's released first traded, I'd have a hard time seeing him not get traded. But you know, the league's going to know there's a drop dead date where the Raiders got to unload him before his contract becomes guaranteed. So I think the Rams would actually be a really good spot for him, but I don't know. I see under no circumstance if he doesn't retire, which, like you said, it's one thing to say it. If he were to do it, it would be insane. He is. He would one million percent get traded. There's Colts would be really interesting. Uh, Jets, I think, would be fascinating. Rams would be ideal for him. They don't. Yeah, I don't think they have the picks though, right? Yeah, I mean, it would take the market kind of being favorable for them. I mean, Miami, two of stinks, and he's 17 concussions. Uh, uh, let's see. Rams have their second this year. Is Derek going to get a first-round pick? Would the Niners be interested? Or? <laughs> it's crossed my mind. <laughs> no, I don't think they would. Uh, so, anyway. But this is what shows you. And think about this. When Kyle was hired, their number one, you know, their desire was a Casario Josh McDaniels package, right? And for a split second, it felt like, honestly, they might have a shot. You know, they were just going to start over, give you guys all the power. And then ultimately, I forget, you know, was it, you know, a couple days in or a weekend? It was like, he didn't. He just said, "I'm not going to take your job. I'm going to stay in New England." And then they kind of just backed into Kyle, and then Kyle called John, and they uh, uh, they had nothing to do with it. So he's like, "Well, we wanted to talk to John. Like, yeah, Kyle could have hired Haberman or Middlecoff. Like, you're going to hire whoever you wanted." And they end up with Kyle Shanahan. And now six years later, they're going. I mean, they, they got a pretty good chance if Green Bay wins this to be the two seed. So they won multiple playoff games last year as a wild card. They've been the one seed before and gone to the wild, uh, Super Bowl, and they're going to be – I mean, they're going to be favored in every playoff game beside depending on what the Eagles' health situation is, right? They'd be favored yeah. at Minnesota. Yep. And Kyle Shanahan has kind of established himself like, is he the coach of the year? Like, is he going to end up winning it if Purdy keeps rolling? I'd still give it to Dayball given what he's dealt with, but – Matt Sirianni, if they, have, if they go 16-1? and one? Well, they lost – to the Cowboys. 15 and 2. I don't know. Big jump. Yeah. We'll see how these last two weeks. If he just rolls with Minshew, maybe. Yeah. But like J- Josh McDaniels now, I did it. I bought into the Dan Pompey article years ago when he every day take notes about himself. Because it, 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 you just watched them. Sure. Someone told me yesterday, they're like, yeah, man, I hear in the building, Josh just struggles to relate and talk with players and staff. And you go, so he's a Patriot guy. Because the number one thing the Patriot guys struggle with is human fucking interaction. And I started thinking, did you at all see any of the clips of Mike McDaniel after the Tua? Because, <laughs> you know, his concussion, he got rattled in the game, but it didn't come out until the next day right? when right. he went in the protocol. Again, not an ideal situation to be as a coach, especially given with a sensitive topic. It's like, you know, and, and his... His cadence of his voice is kind of like Elon. It's like stops and then it goes and then it stops and then it goes. But just Mike's can handle himself. I think Sala, when it comes to talking to the public about Zach Wilson, which is not an easy situation, just the whole debacle, is fucking phenomenal at it. 
LaFleur has dealt with some crazy shit right when Green Bay and just handled it like very impressively. I think McVay, people think I'm crazy. I think what he's done this year, I, who's he playing with? That game, I didn't watch much of it. I just walked by the TV one time and looked at the score. He has done an incredible, like the Shanahan guys and obviously Kyle, just pretty high level group of human beings. And these Patriot fucking guys are borderline losers when they have to deal with just other humans, which last time I checked in football, pretty important. And Josh McDaniels took over a team that won 10 games after someone killed someone. Uh, a coach got fired, which is one of the crazier in-season firings we've ever seen. And everyone's like, God, this is an incredible job. Then you trade for Devontae Adams, one of the better non-quarterbacks in the entire league, any position, high-character guy, and you're just a complete, utter laughingstock? It's Didn't crazy even... how terrible Josh McDaniels has been. Well, don't forget, like, Josh has been crazy other places, right? We can't just blame the Raiders on That's the what effect I'm saying. on Josh. The, the Broncos situation was bananas. He disappeared. He just disappeared on the Colts after hiring a defensive coordinator. And it really goes to your point. Jason Lockenfora, January 16th, 2017. Huge news. Josh McDaniels, very unlikely to take the 49ers job. Set to bow out from consideration. McDaniels gave the situation much consideration, and his dropping out is not a reflection on them, just a personal decision. Now, the Niners would go on in 2017 to hire Kyle Shanahan. We'd have to go back and check the timelines and check the reporting. Ask Mike Silver, maybe. Did Josh McDaniels back out because he heard Mike Shanahan was the front runner for the job? Didn't feel like that at the time, right? Mike? Kyle. Remember Mike was interviewing. Mike was in the mix too. He probably did an interview with Papa. Uh, Roman maybe didn't actually. Uh, Feels like they've mended fences as family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's right. Would you agree? At the time, it did not feel like Josh was backing out because he was. Sometimes guys back out. Like Jason Garrett put out the tweet a few weeks ago. Like I am no longer considering Stanford. It's like, yeah, I don't think you're getting the job. But I look forward to being back on NBC. Would you say Jason, like they were going with Troy Taylor, not Jason Garrett? I don't think, yeah, they were not. I don't think they were hiring Jason Yeah, I, I agree. So it didn't feel like this was that, right? With hindsight, again, someone could refresh my memory on this, but it did not feel like Josh was backing out because Kyle was taking it. I've been told pretty reliably that he was the Yorks and just the operations number one choice, which is not crazy. He has been the number one choice for a long period of time because time heals all wounds. And when you're away from the position, it was different because he was an assistant coach, and obviously they were rattling off Super Bowls. They basically had a separate dynasty, right? When he went back and became the offensive coordinator, him, Tom, Edelman, and Gronk. They won three Super Bowls over that period of time. And he became the apple of everyone's eye, a lot like Gruden on television. Again, like I said, one guy's on TV, one guy's a coordinator. But we, like, forgotten about how ugly Tampa was at the end and then how Denver was, like, an all-time level – like Urban Meyer, you know, kind of weird, crazy hatred. It was nuts. I mean, it was, it and was no wild. Patri- and no Patriots guy had ever gone away, come back, and come back after failing, and then, you know, like recuperated, gotten his strength back up, and then gone, right? Back out to be head coach again. We haven't had a Patriots yeah. guy, I don't think, do that. We've had I guys think Patricia and Judge job, will but- not fall under that category. 
Patricia, yeah. Dable, <laughs> was Dable there multiple times just before he got a head coaching job? It's not quite Yeah, but yeah, and then he left to be a coordinator with the Bills. Like you're saying, like, gone back to be a coordinator again and then leave. They've never done this situation. Yeah. Gone back after, like, being in the outside world, kind of seeing the world, maybe understanding how the Patriots world is different than the outside world, coming back with that knowledge, incubating, and then going back out into the world. And it turns out nothing's changed. How do you take a guy like... Here's what I don't understand. Is Derek overrated? Is he underrated? You can, everyone can have their opinions. It's hard to even know anymore because there's <clears> it, it really is very, he can uh, play well. He can play well and have games and stretches where he's a really good player, where he's a top 10 quarterback. He can also have games where he looks like a bottom five quarterback. Like he can have embarrassing games and he's not very good in the cold. Like that's not disputable. That part of like, if you were told me he had a Pro Bowl season and just like listed out the temperatures of games, like that game in fucking frigid conditions in Pittsburgh, I'd be like, I bet it's one of his worst games of the season, right? So he was having a bad season and then he was terrible in the game. Like, it's not surprising. He's not going to play well in that environment. It's why if I was the Jets, I would avoid him. Colts make sense. Dome. It's probably, or the Saints. Like, he's a good dome. I, I think he's made for a dome. But. He has been pretty consistent over the last like four or five years. Is just his completion percentage is really high, <clears throat> and Josh gets him, runs his baby, his offense, and he gets worse. Like part of the reason why Kyle would win the coach of the year, or why Sirianni would hold on to it. Well, Minshew looks awesome. When won us our last two games, kept rolling. Part of why Kyle's getting credit is not we knew they had a really good roster. It's like goddamn, he ended up winning five straight games with Brock Purdy. Yet you take Derek Carr, who the league, like Vic Tafer wrote, listen, no one acting like the guy's Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, or Josh Allen, but everyone agrees, like, he's pretty damn good. Like, what Kirk Cousins has done in Minnesota the last three or four years, Derek should be able to do that, which is a normal operation. And he was kind of becoming that and had become that the last couple of years, and then Josh gets him and he becomes a scrub. It doesn't, like, Derek can play bad, and he deserves responsibility for his poor play, but part of the way football works, like, it's like Nathaniel Hackett, right? Nathaniel Hackett probably stinks. Sucks. Bald guy from Davis. <laughs> Rough to see him go out. But Russell Wilson was pretty terrible. So independently, like, you could evaluate him separately. We know Russ gets coaches fired all the time. I, I just don't see how Josh isn't one of the – something's off. Something's off. I actually, whenever I see him talk to the press, and you've always said this, and you're right, like, it's you got to be very careful about that. I don't think he comes off as a weirdo. Like, but you watch Patricia and Judge sometimes, you're like, ah, I feel like Josh just feels like a coach, but clearly something is just way off. Way off. Because this team hasn't just been, they've been, he ruined the most important player. When it, he's the, what? He's the quarterback slash offensive coordinator, right? That's his baby. Yeah, I mean, Derek's having his worst year ever. Derek Ryan's <laughs> worst year. That's nuts. Derek played for five other coaches. Played for Del Rio. Played for Dennis Allen. Played for Rick Rich Basaccia. Briefly Tony Sperano. He played R. for R. five other coaches. R.I.P. This was his worst year ever. So, like when we talk about is Derek good enough? All this kind of stuff. Derek's part of the equation of whether Derek's good enough is the team that he plays on. Bad defense. Bad special teams. Like, that's been kind of their trademark for a long time, too. Not not field goal kicking. But they haven't been good on defense in forever. So, 
That's a pretty good one. What's that? Uh, 49ers fans need a chant. We want car this Sunday. (laughs) Bring back the old chant. What was once a chant for Dave is now a chant for Derek. That's actually a very good idea. I, I, part of being a coach, and this is the reason that I'm a big believer in hiring offensive coordinators and offensive minded guys. Uh, it's why that, that would be the position I hire is elevating the quarterback. Or when you're handed this, like, like Kevin O'Connell was handed cousins. Now their record. I mean, it's stupid what they're doing. They should have lost last weekend to the giants, but they have just maintained offensively. They've clearly been better on defense and played well in these tight games. Their offense, when you watch them, just looks like they've kind of looked the last couple of years. Cousins making plays to Jefferson. Running backs are making plays, and Thielen does some shits like he can't run, but he gets open, he scores touchdowns. So if Cousins would have gotten shittier this year, and Jefferson is like, God, he's what's up here, man? We'd be like, what is Kevin O'Connell doing? But he comes, and they just keep doing it. Right. Like that, what wouldn't Josh? You'd be like, well, you're adding Devontae. Jacob's going to have a really good year when he's on the field, and they get dramatically shittier on offense. That that's what is very why I would bet against Josh McDaniel. Like, imagine if Kyle Shanahan, like, part of, even when things were shitty, it's like, I'm telling you, if you just watch the Niners game, I get they won three games, but throughout the season, every single game, a couple times, due to be wide open. And if C.J. Beathard or Mullins or, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, if they hit him, touchdowns happen. Players would say, like, this guy knows what he's doing. After all these Raider games, like, Jacob's blowing up, Devontae's blowing up, just, it has been a shit show. If Devontae, if this if Devontae Adams was on the Packers still, and this coming off season was the season in which he was going to force a trade, he had just watched Josh McDaniels. He wouldn't be forcing a trade to the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Well, did like, they, let's say uh, Derek, Derek was still the, let's say Derek just had the season he had, but he's still the quarterback of the Raiders. If he just watched this unfold, Derek getting benched? No, just everything leading up to Derek getting benched. This version of this team. Like, I got to think part of it was like, he thought this is going to be good. We're going to be good. My point is, what was so unique about well, Devontae becoming do you, a Raider? Do you blame, I don't blame him from a football standpoint from thinking the roster was good enough. No, to I don't either. Win 10, 11 games. Neither. My point is, it was even pretty crazy when Devontae did it to everybody. Like, man, nobody with options goes to the Raiders. It's part of like when Derek always said, I want to be a Raider. It was eye-opening because like nobody with options stays on the Raiders. Like, if you have options, Why you, you leave. <laughs> or you never show up. Right? Well, you, you don't you don't stay in a relationship if she's toxic, uh, mean to you, doesn't have a job, uh, can't cook, you don't like her, you know, just dysfunction just follows, like, you, you break up. Like, it, most people avoid going to dysfunctional places. Personally, professional jobs, if you're in dysfunctional places and you have options. Now, sometimes if you don't have options, you get stuck. But if you have options professionally or personally, you always want to go your separate ways when you can, right? When dysfunctional, whatever you're involved in is bringing you down. And that's what I would say the Raiders for 20 years have been. So so how are they going to get another guy? How are they going to get another quarterback? How are they going to get an anything? How are they... Like you finally got one guy, Devontae, and it blew up on him. It complete. You've had two guys basically profess their love. I mean, Max Crosby also, I would say, chose. But Derek has professed his love, did not work, did not get the best out of him. You don't think Devontae chose you, and it blew up on him. 
how are you as an organization going to get anybody to choose you? I guess you could always argue as long as you offer the most money, players will choose the place with the money, except they don't offer the most money. No. Max Crosby, open market. The Raiders aren't keeping him. I know, but he had to sign. You know, he's a fourth round pick. Understood. You're, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, if it were an open market, Max Crosby's not staying because they don't do that. Well, th- this is think about this. JJ, you know, announced his retirement or whatever. I didn't quite realize like he's having a pretty good season. He's got all nine and a half sacks. Someone said the other day, you know, he's one of the better plays on the field against Tampa. I was having some pops. Wasn't super locked into that bad boy. But he's he's been a he he does if he does not retire he would have a market. I was like the Naira would probably be interested in him as a defensive lineman, veteran guy. Like they'd be all over him. Do you wonder if like he just this drove the joy out of him this year? Like this is fucking, this sucks. Like does JJ Watt retire right now if he's on the Cowboys and things are going well, well and he's having like a you know he's like I'll just keep I'll sign another one year deal. Yeah, with him maybe not. Playing. But Think I mean, about Vaughn Miller. It felt Vaughn Miller is like, God, where's he headed? And then he goes to the Rams, and the joy happens. I, I do wonder when you lose and you just see when you're a high level person and you're around low level shit and you're stuck, right? That's the thing. Like in a in a relationship, you can get a divorce, break up. Most jobs, you can quit. When you're a football player, it, JJ Watt in October can't be like, I'm I'm leaving, man. I'm just gonna go play somewhere else. He's stuck. He, and I it. He should have. They could have traded him. It honestly would have been good for him to have said that before the deadline. They could have traded him. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's hard for like high level guys. Like they don't like doing stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think that was easy last year for Devontae, the way the whole thing. But was I would handled. say when Von Miller, when it happened with Von Miller, it was a win win for the organization and for him. And nope, there was no bad blood, you know, publicly. Like it was fine. That was much easier. But my, and again, the Vic uh, Fangio, Denver wasn't as like an embarrassment. Right when Vaughn left him, yeah, it was yeah, more yeah. just like you know we're not going to resign you. This is tough. We got to get some value for you. I, I do wonder if there are some people in that building. I mean, J- Jacobs see some of his comments like that guy been from Alabama and you saw last year winning. It's just it's is there a team in the league? I mean, it's probably them in Arizona that just feel more like yeah Denver a little bit. But I watched Denver a lot this season. They had one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, I'd say Houston has kind of right. It feels like they've just kind of they're bad, but they're just bad. They're not, you know, after the post Deshaun this year hasn't been dysfunctional, just been normal bad. Yeah, you know? and they blew and they it up. Kind of sometimes, and they, they, guy, they have back to back years coming up of of picks, first rounders, like Seattle's, I guess, like Seattle's over after this year with the Russell. Houston has two years coming. 23 and 24. <laughs> they get a lot of ammunition coming from uh, Cleveland. I think third rounders. This thing's just getting started. Like they blew it up. The Raiders and the Cardinals and Denver, like these teams didn't blow it up. Like they were equipped. Like they were thinking like, we're going. It's just. Yeah, it's bad. The Niners almost got Josh. Josh McDaniel still be the coach of the 49ers. Did they hired him? No, no the answer. N- n- no chance. Absolutely none. Kyle Shanahan is a significantly better coach than Josh McDaniels. I and, and this is what I said about the Shanahan guys. I don't even think Kyle Shanahan, like obviously he's at the kind of the cream of the crop, like him and McVay. I think if you looked around, if you asked every general manager in the league, like Robert Sala or Josh McDaniels, would there be one GM, including Ziegler? Maybe he might say it because that's his buddy. 
who would say Robert Saul over Josh McDaniels? One. You couldn't right now because Robertson, Robert's not just anywhere. He's New York Jets with a first-round quarterback who's gone through drama. Like, Zach hasn't just been not good. It's been off-field drama with him, and it's been drama-free for Robert. Like, I watch his press conferences. I watch his clips. Like, it's not – he's not the one on the fire. Well, Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches win. Like, they win more than they should. Is Josh McDaniels one of the worst coaches in the NFL? Um, Who's not going to get fired or, you know, who hasn't been fired? Like, Cliff probably going to get fired, so I wouldn't. Uh, all right, teams, would they change their coach? Buffalo, no. Kansas City, no. Cincinnati, no. Jacksonville, no. Baltimore, no. Chargers, maybe. Uh, but but, but you, you wouldn't take, like, I would, listen, I don't, I think. I would take Grant Staley over Justin. Yeah, so would yeah. they. You would. Yeah. <laughs> Miami, no. New England, no. Jets, no. Tennessee, no. Pittsburgh, no. Cleveland, no. I'd rather have Stefanski. Yeah. Uh, Indy. <laughs> Uh, Denver, Saturday, Saturday or McDaniel. We saw them play, and Saturday came out victorious, guy. It's just one win. Uh, Houston, again, I don't see any reason why. I mean, everything in the history says Josh McDaniel should be your pick over Houston over uh, David Cully, but whatever. Let's say Lovey, Lovey, huh? Oh, Lovey Lovey. Smith. Yeah, sorry, Cully was axed. (laughs) Yeah, you would take Lovey. Uh, Philly, no. Minnesota, no. Tampa, no. Dallas, no. Giants, no. Football team, no. Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay, Carolina, no. At this point, Steve, like if you told the Panthers you could swap out Steve Wilkes for Josh, they would say no. They should. They got a big game this week. Carolina? Who do they play? Tampa. Oh, that is big. (laughs) Carolina's already beaten them head to head. Six and nine, Tampa seven and eight. That is a big game. They win. Uh, They control their destiny. Atlanta, no. Rams, no. New Orleans? Raiders would do that. I saw someone tweet that Dennis Allen's safe. Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, he's one of the worst. None of these teams would swap coaches. No. Run away on the stream. Now go through the UFL coaches. Stoops, no. <laughs> New Heisel, no. Todd Haley's cousin, no. <laughs> uh, all right, John. Uh, let's uh, – we, we want to talk about Brock Purdy? We haven't talked about Brock Purdy yet in the show today. I mean, just 15 to 22, two touchdowns, slinging it around. Looks awesome. I don't just talk at the town. Uh, updating Brock's you – you left out career-high 234 passing yards as well in the performance. Um, updating Brock's numbers since he took over. Oops, did I delete him? Updating Brock's numbers since he took over, so not counting the one game where he threw like nine balls early in the year. He is uh, now 68.8%, eight touchdowns, two picks. Say that one more time. Updating Brock. Lesbian. Yeah, good move. Uh, up, up. <laughs> hey, that's what they call themselves, people listening to the podcast. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah that, was the, the that was their surname. I don't um, surname. <laughs> updating Brock's numbers since the football team game when he went 15-22, to 22, two touchdowns, career high, 234 yards. Now since taking over, John, he's 68.8%, eight touchdowns, two picks. His two touchdowns per game in four games since taking over equal eight. That is ahead of the, the the pace that Garoppolo was on. Garoppolo had 16 touchdown passes in 10 games. I'm not counting the 11th game, which was the game he got hurt in. So 10 touchdowns or 16 touchdowns in 10 games for Jimmy, eight touchdowns in four games for Brock. And how about this stat, John? A little PFF deep dive. On throws 
between 10 and 19 yards down the field. PFF calls this medium deep throws. Which I'd say is a Shanahan sweet spot, like that little area. And I'd actually call like medium. I think medium deep is like it's medium deep plus like a 17 yard throw and 11 yard throw to me are not the same category. But statistically, we'll say that one more time. Like to me, just personally, like a 17 yard throw and an 11 yard throw are even different categories. I I agree. 10 to 19 yard throws. Here's your completion. Is this this air yards or the total yard? Gotcha. Jimmy, 62.7% completion brock 74 percent on those throws um a little comparison on just maybe the types of throws they make throws behind the line of scrimmage the niners percentage of throws behind the line of scrimmage has actually gone down slightly since brock took over by like a percent and a half from from jimmy so there's really nothing that says we've talked a lot about the recipe being the same it actually feels like the recipe's been a little different it's been a little more spicy uh, since Brock took over for the 49ers offense. I don't even think it's arguable from an eye test standpoint. Statistically, like you said, it's pretty impressive from an eye test standpoint. And Jimmy's had some great games, mainly in 19. I guess he had a couple this year. Great would be strong this year, but he, he had some great games in 19. One great one in, in uh, actually, I'd say two. The Seattle game at the end of the season and the New Orleans games were elite against big-time opponents on the road. This is the best passer they've had under Kyle Shanahan. And honestly, I, I don't know if it's that close when you factor it. Jimmy just on a weekly basis does not push the ball down the field. He has his moments. Brock looks to push the ball down the field, right? Like, they are an explosive passing game now. And Kyle will call plays for it. That's the other thing. Kyle's trusting this guy. I don't judge. I've never have coaches what they said. I remember Pete Carroll like Colin Kaepernick's a starter in this league. It's like, well, why didn't you sign him as your backup? Because it was easy. John Harbaugh said the same thing. Yeah. Coaches always just say things, and I don't blame them for saying it. But like, I judge you on your actions, buddy. And just watch the way Kyle calls plays for this guy. I mean, he's letting it. And why wouldn't you? You call plays when you feel like they'll work. He didn't trust. He definitely didn't trust Trey doing much. And when you factor in. I just brought up the Niners stat page on the season. Remember we were trying to figure out like stat lines for Trey at the beginning of the season, what would be yeah. successful. And it was like mm-hmm. 23, 10, you know, three or four rushing touchdowns, like 62%. Their season is when you combine the two of them and really Trey only factors in with a 48% game and a pick. So it's basically just Jimmy and Brock and Brock, Double Jimmy, or I mean, he's already has 50% of his touchdowns in a shorter period of time. It's 25 and eight, 66%. That's, I mean, that's pretty explosive. And I would imagine they both have a couple rushing touchdowns. I know Brock has the one, uh, and Jimmy definitely, Jimmy had two. So you've got three rushing touchdowns between the two of them, like statistically. And this is where, if you want to make an argument for Kyle doing it with multiple guys, I mean, they're playing two pretty shitty defenses these last couple weeks. Brock throws, let's just say, three more touchdowns. That number gets to 28, maybe a pick. 28-9, That's that would have been on the high end of anything we threw out there. Would have been. Now, the question is, like, here's an example. Sean in the chat says, it just feels like they can score in the red zone. Well, I mean, the numbers don't reflect that. Like, they are 40% red zone touchdowns the last three weeks, which is down on their but season they, average. But, but their touchdowns, like Ray Ray had the long run, George had the long pass, have been... 
Like they 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 score outside the red zone. George stole Ray Ray's touchdown. Ray then Ray George Ray had too. the other catch. Well, my point is like they their points have gone up. They've been scoring I, outside I, the red I, zone. I'm just saying I have also perceived what that that commenter just perceived. Uh, who said that? I already lost it. That they're scoring in the red zone more as Sean, but it actually the numbers say no. They're they're actually kicking more field goals. <laughs> in the red zone than they were before, but whatever. You're right. You replace one. I'm just saying like that, that has come up a lot. Here's my question on Brock. When you watch Brock Purdy, like this week, when you watch Niners Raiders, are you still watching Brock with some question of, is this real? No, you're not. Not really. I am. When I say, is this real? I, I, I don't view him as like a top five quarterback. I just view him as a really good player. I get. Yeah. I, I mean, w- what I mean by that is, are you viewing him like for the, you know, for the next four or five years, he's going to be a 69% passer and a, you know, a four to one touchdown to interception ratio. No, I, I'm okay. viewing him in the vacuum and the prism of the way I watched Jimmy. And when Jimmy was erect, I thought the Niners could win any game and just play normal at Jimmy's game. I think this guy is a just a you know erect not on the ground injured (laughs) is i think this guy is playing through his sample size and jimmy's sample size he's a better player they have upgraded quarterbacks with brock purdy because his explosiveness in the passing game is just better now the conversations about the offseason long term yeah i mean I, i you don't even have to have those now i mean i just i think it's pretty clear like jimmy's gone he'll be somewhere else and trey and brock will be on the team and it's pretty clear, like, he's done enough. We already knew this because the way last year kind of was weird. Trey's never getting the job handed back to him. And just now, is it just an open competition? Like, there's I don't think it is. To be learned. I think he's got to go take the job back from, I think we've reached the point, barring something, you know, Brock turning into a pumpkin here the last two weeks of the regular season and the postseason. <clears throat> like, if you, again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. How many times do quarterbacks that win playoff games get replaced the next year by their team? Well, yeah, well, that's where you already took the step. What if he they play the Giants and he had three picks and they lose at home? Yeah, the beauty for Kyle, he doesn't have to say or do anything, right? It's just he's got Trey Lance, he's got Brock Purdy. That would be bad. That would that would rattle you a little bit. Because I don't somebody texted me a tweet from somebody, and it was just like, you know, the Giants are or the Niners are setting up to get the Giants at home. I don't view the I don't view anybody, and I certainly don't view the Giants like they just can't beat you in the playoffs. I don't like I I've watched them enough. I don't think they're great, but they just they got a few guys on deep. They could just you wake up, you throw two picks in the first half, and you just you're in a game that happens. Teams lose I, games. I, they I know. I I just think when you look at the group of quarterbacks, and listen, I don't think the Packers are some good team, but I do not see I I can't see Daniel Jones being the 49ers defense. I can't see Jared Goff being the 49ers defense. I can't see Taylor Heineke slash well, Wentz. John, being the 49ers like your defense. scenario, you throw three picks, like all of a sudden it's not Daniel Jones against the 49ers defense. Well, yeah, that's what it would take. That's the only way one of those guys beats him. Is Purdy turning the ball. And it could fumbles. I mean, we've seen guys fumble, right? Kittles had one. Kyle Williams. Uh yeah. I but I'm just saying, like in regular season games with the 49ers, with Jimmy playing okay and fumbles, losing them yeah. games. So they're the recipe like defense. This defense is beating those guys. Now, can the other guys, does the offense turn the ball over Purdy or special teams have some fuck ups? We've seen that, <laughs> you know, well, maybe this is the way to put it. It used to be that Brock had to do spectacular things to get the job. Now, as long as he doesn't do something spectacularly bad, he has the job. Right. Yeah. He used to have to go above and beyond like, man, you really got to prove it. 
I'd say that, that's this, my point. I think he's earned it. Like he's been awesome. Yeah, he has been. No, I just, I'm not debating that. I'm just saying that are, are you kind of, is there any part of you that waits for, there's some point in time where you're not just, you just not, you can't be a four to one touchdown interception guy unless you just turn out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league forever. Right. But this is what we talked about when Trey was inheriting this team. It's fucking loaded. Yeah. D- Debo's, it, you know, who knows? I mean, we'll see. We're recording this before the practice. Kyle said there might be a chance he'd do something. I At this point in time, I'd, I'd probably hold him out another week. Uh, even though he goes on, Marco's on grass for a dome. Uh, the next week is at home. Uh, like, this team, even without Debo Samuel, who's a $60 million player, was an all-pro last year and carried the Niners to the NFC Championship. They haven't skipped a beat. George Kittle, who had kind of gone MIA with Jimmy a little bit, has come storming back with touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Uh, McCaffrey's just gets the job done. Ayuk's sweet. John, McCaffrey, best running back you've ever seen that somehow at the end of the day averages three yards of carry? Yeah, because of what he does in the passing game, which is a huge reason why he's valuable in 2022 that, you know, you you couldn't run for three yards a carry in 1997 and be as functional. Right? But I watch him as a running back. I'm like, oh, what a sweet run. I, I, I end my day thinking, man, McCaffrey looks sweet today on the ground. And then I check the box score is 3.1. Yeah, I just it's just I don't think it's going to be, quote unquote, playoffs or bust. Right. Because part of it is going to be. Remember last year with the Eagles, they go nine and eight, and he they play Tampa in the playoff game, and Jalen's really bad and really awful. Now there weren't many options for them, even though they had three picks. People, you know, wondered could they trade up and draft one of the quarterbacks, but they just stuck with them because they really believed in the guy. Now Jay, it's different than Purdy; like he had elements where he can function, but you could argue that's kind of what has him injured right now. Though I saw a clip right before we hopped on that he was. He was throwing some passes at practice, so shoulders not totally bad. But they believed in the person. Because part of the reason is like, you know, Trey's a pretty big project, but we believe in the guy. Purdy now has played well, and is like, we love this fucking guy. Yeah, and, they and the guys him. love the guy. That was part yeah. of like, well, I don't, the Jimmy thing. The G-. It's like guys love him. I was also thinking that on my drive home. The Raiders sent Carr home while Jimmy was on the trade block, never going to play for the Niners, and just hung out with the dudes. Thought about that too. <laughs> you think that's that was high? That's high level shit, John. Not just hanging out with the dudes, practicing <laughs> next to the team. Would see the guys In walk front of the him. fan. There were fans there posting videos, and by about the seventh day, even though it was weird, it became less weird, and it was just turned out to be pretty normal. So yeah, I mean, I do. I think the Niners. I do not think the playoffs are going to be easy. Like if Brock Purdy was doing this, but he was Trey Lance and was drafted high, he'd be like, holy shit, it's on. This team's, they could beat any of these teams in the AFC. Give us the rematch, the way this defense is playing with Andy. D'Amico, you got to throw a curveball. Don't let those quick, you know, screens and end arounds. Like, don't, can't, you got to figure that one out, but uh, they got to have a chance. I don't feel that. But I definitely have come dramatically farther the moment Jimmy got hurt. Like, this team's done. Like, yeah, they can win the NFC. Now, they would be the underdog in the Super Bowl, right, against the Chiefs or the Bills, and rightfully so against the Chiefs. Like, we saw that game. You would doubt it would be a repeat, but it was a big mismatch. Uh, Like, you know, the line would probably be like four, but it, they'd be the underdog. They'd, probably, they'd be the underdog as well against the Bills. But I do believe 
they can win the NFC, especially when you factor in like the Eagles have dropped some guys. And that's not because of Purdy, but like because of the confidence I have in the what I've seen. It's not game in, game out against he's getting crushed. He got hit a couple times in that Washington game. Keep slinging it, guy. He's got an the, innate feel for like kind of scrambling around. How about the throwaway? Free free runner comes. He rolls left. He like turns out and rolls left. Then the guy like gets him pinned on the sideline. He does a 360 throw out of bounds. You remember that? Is that one play? of the best throwaways you've ever seen? I, I did a short video on it on the YouTube. People can go check out our reaction to that. Uh, I don't know if you caught. Did you catch that video? Uh, I don't think I did. Uh, posted that one uh, yesterday or Tuesday on our YouTube channel. Did well. It was our Let's reaction to that play. Yeah, go check that out. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, he's he's his feel for the game is I think it's the confidence that they have in him as well. It's not <clears> well, part of it's like this. Okay, let's just say, let's say Minnesota wins this week. Which are you confident Cousins just going into Lambeau and cold and just winning that game? It's going to be hard. But let's just assume that just for statistics, like they're the two seed, the Niners are the three seed. Why, why do we just feel great about Cousins? You know, Jalen would have been the one guy where it'd be like, I've seen this body of work. His res, like he's a high level guy, scary. very talented. You would have been like, if he was fully healthy, you would you would expect Jalen to at home. Eagles would be a formidable foe. They've earned it. They would have been sixteen and one with Jalen healthy. Would take him seriously. Everyone else in the NFC do not get the same. We we saw Dak Prescott last year. I'll fucking play the Cowboys any day of the week. Tom Brady, we saw that movie play out. That team stinks. That team sucks. Daniel Jones is having like his Alex Smith, right? Clearly, he's just a credible, functional player. I would say Alex is better, but he's, to me, in that mold of like, get ready. Daniel Jones can play in the league for a while. <laughs> well, you wake up next year, and it's like, well, they tried. A few things didn't. They, he's just back on the Giants, right? The, the Jimmy I'd, Garoppolo. You're like, yeah, I, okay. I'd take Daniel Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo if I'm them. Yeah, you? I'm just saying. I just mean like they may try to find other options, and it just it's, sometimes it's hard to upgrade that position when you've got an average quarterback. For sure, Geno, Jared Goff, like the Heineke Wentz, Purdy benefits, and the Niners' court just situation benefits a lot from the division on the other side's way crazier. Hate to say it, but the Chargers are coming. Did you see uh, Herbert was at the bowl game the other night? Where, oh, San, oh, it yeah, San Diego. It was at the. It was at Petco Park. There's a picture of him and Bo Nix afterwards, and Herbert's like a full dome size taller. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Was was, was Bo Nix good in that game in the second half? It's a good question, John. I haven't checked the stats on that game. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I watched it. He threw the game when he touched it. I thought that was sweet. But I, I I never looked at the the post game stats, so I can tell you. Uh, Nick Bosa, by the way, I think two sack leads, seventeen and a half sacks now. Feels like it's. I don't know if you saw the clip of him and Eric Armstead celebrating the other day, but Armstead was saying on the hot mic like DPOI. Micah, we're recording this. We're live before Thursday night football. So Micah Parsons has four sacks on TNF against uh, Joshua Dobbs. Then uh, maybe something changes, but. Is there a chance Vrabel wasn't that big of a Malik Willis guy and that one was forced on him? Uh, you mean by the GM who got fired midseason out of nowhere <laughs> after he got a contract extension during the year and was caught drinking on a plane, or maybe his offensive coordinator was caught drinking on a plane? Yeah. That's a good point. 
I, I, I think it's over. I think it ended a couple weeks ago. Depoy? Yeah, to me, it's the momentum. It Micah had a stretch of big games where he was no showing. You know, so I I don't think he has any chance. Uh the 49ers, John, uh play the Raiders this week. The Vikings play the suddenly hot Green Bay Packers. The Vikings are 12 and 3. The 49ers are 11 and 4. But at this point, the 49ers would have the uh, NFC tiebreaker over Minnesota, not a head to head. So a Niners win and a Vikings loss to the Packers, and the Niners are in second place in the NFC. You watch, the- you watch, you watch any of the Packer Dolphin game on Christmas morning? I did. <clears throat> The receivers are starting to get a little more interesting for Green Bay. Like the the kid from North Dakota State can fly. Watson, yeah. Yeah. They, they got a little I mean they were down in the game, but I, I just I, I don't take any of these other teams seriously. I, I take Minnesota seriously just from the sense that they just find a way to win these games. I was watching that on my phone on it would have been Christmas Eve morning. I mean the Giants could have won the game. I know. They, second, week in a row, second week in a row, Minnesota easily could have lost. But you do watch them, right? And you just go, okay, they got Dalvin Cook and Jamar and Hawkinson. Hawkinson had 13 and 109. Hawkinson had 13 and 109 in that game. Jefferson had 12 for 133. They combined for three touchdowns. Like you just acknowledge, like, yeah, they yeah. could just shoot you out, right? Remember the 49ers uh, joint practice against them in, in August. In, was that in Minnesota? Or was that here? It was in Minnesota, yeah. I I'm cool with the game, even though to me it all comes down to if Green Bay wins, then it's I just think the Niners are going to be the two seed. But I am not against Niners on the road at Minnesota. I think that would be fucking awesome. From a, you think that's better for them standpoint, or just like when I sit down to watch this game, it feels. I'm good. saying from an entertainment standpoint, I don't fear them from a, like I would. The Niners would be favored in the game uh, because with a three point, they won by three. Their point differential, I'm pretty sure, it was one. So what's their point differential now? Four. <laughs> they are going to have. They're going to be. I would guess for the next Seven, ten years because they won the week before too. Oh, you're right by t- by a field goal. <laughs> So they've had they were one and then they've had back to back three point wins. And now they're plus seven. Let's just say that they're under fifteen at the end of the season. And let's just say they win the next two games. So they go was a record twelve. So they'd be fourteen and three. I don't think you will ever see a game a team with fourteen plus wins whose point differential is under fifty. I think how statistically impossible it is to win that many. It's one thing to be like ten wins and have a small point differential. Fourteen is that's a lot of freaking wins throughout the I season. I was ta- I was talking to somebody yesterday. who was like, "I'm a Vikings." I was like, "I'm Vikings overrated." He's like, "I'm a Vikings fan." We were zero of eight in one loss or one point games last year. It's just that our luck has turned. Right, we weren't that bad last year. Maybe we're not quite this good this year, but we are a good team. That's what I would say about them. Is I do think they're a good team, right? Like, I, the, just their individual play. You tell me Minnesota's record is they won twelve games. You tell me they won ten games. You tell me they won fourteen games. I look at them the same. It does not change how I look at them, whatever their record is. It doesn't at all. I just when you go when you go Eagles, Niners, and then clearly the next tier is Minnesota, Dallas, however one of them's playing, and then everybody else, I'd say. Yeah, and if it weren't for McCarthy, who I just think the Cowboys just gonna find ways to screw things up, I might put Dallas ahead of Minnesota. I I could I could I could get with you on that. I, I think that next tier 
If you told me somehow that I, they can't play, but it was, I would take the Giants over Tampa. Like if that was the first round, Giants at Tampa, I'd be like, I like the Giants this week. They're getting three. Take them plus three. Yeah, if there were like three buys, I'd be Tampa there. fucking stinks. They're minus they nine. Terrible. They have Tampa's a worse bad. point differential than the Raiders. What's Washington's point differential? Minus two. Feels about right. It's funny I guess if, if you're, you're around a 500 out. team, you should be, you know, give or take plus 10 or minus 10. Yeah. It's just funny how it works out. Like looking at all these point differentials, there's only four negative point differentials in the whole league. Double, sorry, double digit negative point differentials in the whole league. Indy, Houston, Chicago, Arizona. Like Denver's a minus six. They're four and 11. They're a minus six. Well, that's because their, de- their defense has been pretty excellent mostly. Yeah, but I mean, we keep going. Atlanta's minus five. They're five and ten. The Rams are minus four. They're five and ten. Vegas, they're six and nine. They're minus two. Cleveland, six and nine. They're minus one. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. Is that, There's just well, a lot of that, close games. Well, does that symbolize the NFL? Would you say that's a big yes. reason the NFL's king? It's just like most teams are pretty watchable throughout. I mean, obviously, depending on the individual game with the quarterback play, but like if you're just fan of Team X, like your team's going to be in a lot of games, right? I, I would say that it specifically symbolizes the NFL in 2022. I would bet if we look back at other years, this is ab- this is abnormal to have this few teams that are basically a week that are a blowout. Yeah, it's been a hard gambling year. There have been a lot of weird scores, right? A lot of bad teams have covered. A lot of Shanahan guys out there just trying to get just get through four quarters with a run game, you know. I think I think that's part. I think it's all these guys out there just trying to win game. Like we're the Andy Reeds. We're the teams looking for style points. Where's the fun, John? I know. Oh, see, I'm being kind of. I mean, kind of kidding, but kind of serious. Like, well, Sean will come back. Sean Payton will come back. Yeah. So the him and Andy will want to score. Bills want to score. Bengals want to score. Purdy wants to score. So good one. I find the Cowboys, you know, when they're playing well, pretty watchable team. Like, I, agree I, I watched that. some of that Eagles game once the Niners started blowing them out. People start screaming at me like, "Why do you keep flipping channels?" I'm like, ah, "This thing's a wrap." You don't. You realize when you spend time watching football with the general public, uh, family members, that most people just turn a game on and just kind of. What they do not understand is like, where's the Niner game? Like, it's on commercial, guys. Where's the Niner game? It's halftime, guys. Like, I there's uh, you you guys understand there are other teams in this league. I got I I want to keep track of, and I'm not just flipping to this game randomly. Like, the Niners probably going to play these two teams. I'm just trying to keep fucking tabs on everybody. Most people, when I say the general public, I'm not talking about you know like if you're listening to sports podcasts every day, you're probably you're a harder core fan than just the general public. You agree with that? Yes. Okay. Like, like, our, you, like you are more likely to have an iPad in your yeah. lap while okay. you're watching the game. So the general public, here's how they get most of their like Sunday updates. Carissa Thompson game break. Yeah. <laughs> Just James Brown's like, you know, uh, your game's over. We're going to take you to the Detroit. There's a close game going on there. And they're like, all right, James, what the remote has been over there the whole day. Whatever you want to do is cool with me, James. You know what makes you Most feel people. seen? You know what makes you feel seen when you're in a room of these people and there's yeah. one guy. It's like it's usually, you know, your girlfriend or wife's brother. He's like, "What's the Eagles Cowboy score?" He's like, "Flip it over there, check it out." It's like, my man, you know. I had a situation. Everyone else, 
I kept a lot of wi- a lot of women consistently go, "Where's the Niner game?" It's like, guys, there are these things called commercial breaks. Someone was injured. I, I know for a fact we got two minutes. G- give me three snaps here of Gardner Minshew, please. I got a few Sunday. Like, what's the Warriors Grizzlies score? I'm like, look, we'll get there with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Don't worry, this game's going to end. We'll get over to that game. Okay, whatever game that was was bad, and we were able to get over to that. It was actually, you know, entertaining. But I'd be I lying got, if I watched many dribbles on uh, on Sunday. I just the football game got bad, and I was like, I need what else do I have? What are my options yeah. here? And it was, you know, Warriors Grizzlies on ABC, so I went to that. I did flip on early in the morning because the basketball game came on before the Packers Dolphin game. Stephen A. Smith does uh, Manning cast. Wait, wait, hold on. Say it again. The morning game. So on on Christmas, right? So yeah. That was Sunday. Yeah. The Knicks Sixers tipped off. It would have been oh, okay. noon. Gotcha. So I was just flipping channels, and the football game wasn't on until ten. I'm like, God, I wish they would have moved the football game up a little bit. I was like, I'm not going to sit there and watch the broadcast of Sixers Knicks. But then I saw Stephen A. Smith. I'm like, I'm not. He does a Manning cast, and it was just him and Spike Lee just talking a bunch of shit, and it was kind of funny. Lasted about 15 minutes, but that's and again, like TV on in the background, kind of walking around doing other things. But you're right. You you get around people who aren't consumed with this stuff. They view it dramatically different than you do. They couldn't even, like, why would you ever need multiple televisions? One person was like, what are you watching over there on your iPad? I'm like, oh, uh, Panthers-Lions. Uh, Panthers-Lions. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, t- I'm t- uh, the Giants, they're, they're driving here with a chance to tie it, guys. <laughs> People were like, what are you watching over there? I'm, I'm not like, having oh, Sunday ticket on an iPad when you're at somebody else's house. It's just game it's, changer, bro. It's pretty great. And that's going to YouTube, they announced, so. What I think is going to be fantastic as a YouTube TV guy is the one thing on the television, right? If you don't have the Apple stick or the Roku stick or whatever, I guess it's not an Apple stick, but the Apple box or the Roku stick, there is no doubt in my mind that Google and YouTube on YouTube TV, you're going to be able to press buttons and create your own boxes and stuff on your television. Right. That that to me is a lock. I think it's great for, I think the YouTube TV thing is great. Like, uh, there's been some talk that the Pac-12's next TV deal will involve Amazon. Obviously, tonight, Thursday, the NFL's already on Amazon. I didn't realize this. I was flipping Amazon yesterday, and it was like uh, like whatever CBS Sports is just – whatever's on CBS Sports Network, like their show was on Amazon as well, streaming. And I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, and they're like, well, if the Pac-12 network would go to Amazon, what about bars? Like bars – you know, what are bars going to do when all this stuff is streaming? Well. Sunday ticket is what drives most bars decisions about who their television provider is. So if Sunday ticket goes to YouTube, which it is, then bars have to pivot to streaming, to having streaming capable televisions, right? Either with a Roku or a smart stick or just a smart television because bars for the most part, pick direct TV because of Sunday ticket. People demand to be able to watch their games. Well, now that Sunday tickets going streaming, I think it helps every other streaming service get visibility because bars will be able to get it. That's a big deal. Like, can't, am I on in bars? Well, do you think a lot? I, I haven't gone Thursday night. I'm just, I just don't go out. Have have Thursday night football question. game? I, I have not. I've not consumed. Well, that's not correct. There was a was there an Amazon night? I was out. I don't remember. But I mean, obviously, some think- bars are not going to have access to it. 
I mean, if you have direct, as long as you have a smart TV, you can have Sunday ticket on direct TV. You know, if I'm a bar, what I would do, I guess, maybe a bar owner could tell us, you just plug in a little $30 streaming stick, right? And then you can get Amazon Prime on every TV you have in the place. I don't know what the rules are. Like, you have to pay more when you're a bar for television service. They don't get to pay 250 bucks for a season of Sunday ticket. I don't know how that works with Amazon streaming, but I'd be curious what bar owner. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I would think bar owners have to find a way to get Thursday Night Football on. Do you want to also hit me? Cowboys have to play multiple short week games this year. They obviously play Thanksgiving game every year. They're playing another Thursday game. Now, granted, they played on Saturday, but still, how's that fair? Tennessee gets one Thursday night game. It's the, actually a week where they get an extra day of rest. But to the Cow- when did the Cowboys last play? Saturday? Did the Cowboys play, play the Eagles? Yeah. yeah Jerry just likes fair. those prime timers. <laughs> Jerry's like, hey, I didn't build this brand by sitting on my couch with everybody else. Is it some of it like blue collar scheduling team? Well, Bezos will get you two Cowboy game. Because remember, they played the Thursday, the following week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it's also good for Amazon. Like you get the Cowboys on there, especially. I mean, it worked out this year that they're good. You get multiple Thursday night games for the Cowboys. Because I'm pretty sure that the week after Thanksgiving. So November 29th. Was it Cowboys? No, it wasn't. It was New England Buffalo. So I guess I guess Amazon only got the Cowboys once. I bet Amazon, you know, one. Okay, I got you. Jerry might have wanted it. Like, how do we? Jerry might want the numbers. Like, how do I outperform everybody else when I'm on Amazon? Because right? my point, my point, I guess, was that the the Cowboys won Thursday game is Thanksgiving, but that they play on Fox. <laughs> like if I'm Amazon, like I want a Cowboy game. I bet Jerry wanted to know, like, how much better are my numbers on Amazon than everybody else's numbers on Amazon? Well, he loves knowing that because last time he got the the uh, apparel numbers back in the 90s, he said, I ain't splitting with you motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> and Troy Aikman was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to form a quarterback uh, licensing group. That's still one of the great untold stories. Not untold because Troy told it. But when I heard Troy tell that thing on, uh, I guess he was on McVeigh. Was it the McVeigh pod that he told? He broke that whole thing down? I remember reading an article, I thought. It's so it's such an interesting part of NFL history that the quarterbacks had their own little licensing group in the nineties. Like they got paid differently than the rest of the players, like a little sub union. I think we got breaking news, which I had heard this. The 49ers had the rights to buy leads 100% like a couple years ago, wherever they entered into agreement. Uh, I guess they've taken it over. My, my, My sources, they had been negotiating. I think for a while to get full control, but I don't, I just saw people in the chat. I don't, I typed it in. It doesn't come up. Can you guys ask the 49ers people if the leads takeover is for real? Jonas just asked us. Type in lead 49ers. You probably have to go to uh, an international site. Maybe they have the right to take it over by 24, no matter what, but I, I think they're trying to get it right now. Which probably for some of these rich people, this is where, you know, super rich people, their net worth, like if if it is doomsday 23 recession, like you kind of get out now, like get that extra bill, you know, or, or whatever the number is, like the extra couple hundred million dollars. It's a pretty big difference. 
Chrissy on the stream asks, what's leads? Yeah, I didn't. I saw. I thought this was like an Adam Schefter breaking news. Never mind. Not but we that. should explain to people what leads is. Yeah, the the uh, Raiders sent their quarterback home. The 49ers own an EPL team. The Niners have a soccer team. Yeah. Or, Who's or now in the have, have steadily got larger and larger chunks of this soccer team. Yeah. That is now in the EPL. That's in the Premier League. And they are Leeds. Is that the is that just it's it's the town, right? It's in Leeds, England. Good question. Not not up to date on all my European towns. No, it's I I'm on Wiki. <laughs> we uh Leeds, West Yorkshire, England. Leeds is uh Population estimate uh, estimate is uh, just over five hundred thousand in the uh, twenty twenty two estimate. And uh, oh, Met- uh, you know the way actually what's ironic a forty nine er guy once described it to me. I was like, can you describe like leads in the soccer sphere? They're like, well, think of like the Raiders in their heyday. <laughs> into where into where do they are now? Sleeping giant, it's a sleeping giant. You know, uh, bet on the stream says they'll likely be relegated this year. So maybe that's a reason why somebody would want to sell right now. It yeah. gets more expensive next year. And um, from watching that uh, uh, Welcome to Wrexham uh, on Hulu, which is the one where Ryan Reynolds buys a soccer team. Good. They're in the fifth division. So they're really low division. And for theirs, like they know exactly how much they have to. They know they basically if they don't move up to the fourth division, they just know they're losing a million dollars a year. Just every year they're in the fifth division, they're losing a million bucks. A little smaller stakes, but you know, if you don't have the financial wherewithal, it's it's no small stakes to lose a million or whatever. So if you're paying salaries like uh, again, not soccer guys here, just watched some World Cup and had some, you know, we were right about a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, if you're paying Premier League salaries to a team that's not in the Premier League, if you don't have the money to like back yourself up, you can. That might be a reason to sell. I don't know, or someone just thinks they're selling high or whatever. But interesting. Interesting. Uh, is the show funny or is it serious? No, it's just he. It's not. It's not a. Um, it's like a. I wouldn't call it a documentary, but it's a. Tr- it's real. It's like a reality. Oh, it's type. not like he's like uh, Ted Lasso, but the owner. No, 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 no. It's just he. Uh, he and um, Rob McElhenney, McElhenney, who's like a. You probably. He's a huge Eagles fan. He's the guy that's in. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah. They, the two of them buy this like fifth division team for whatever that costs. It's oh, got it's, a decrepit. This is stadium. real life. Oh, real life. Gosh, decrepit gosh. stadium. Gosh. You know, angry fan base. Team's been run very poorly. Uh, Feels like some of these some shitty soccer teams. Like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> oh, rich guy, like rich guy, like uh, hobbies. You know, shit. Yeah, let's just exactly. throw a little money and see what but happens. Start, but like, they're not as rich as the Glazers, so they start a little smaller. You know. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, you don't get to just start with Manchester. You know. Yeah, Corey on the stream says, "I'm still lost." Rec, what's it called? Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. W R E X U M. My brother has Hulu TV, and my my takeaway was YouTube TV is better. Really? What was the? Give me the uh, review. Very similar setups on both. I just thought like feels like youtube tv for me when i tried to deal with both it's just a little easier to navigate but very similar like i would say they're like uh they're like main screen like the setup to attack channels is in the same like they're cousins of each other if not like borderline like stepbrother 
Like they, they look a lot like the way finding stuff and live events. It's both are. I mean, I think YouTube TV, I, I'd give it like an A dealing with Hulu. I'd maybe B plus or like there. It's very, very easy. Very, very easy. It always scared me when people hyped it up and then you do it. You're like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I've been impressed. Have you, you've not experienced any, uh, service interruptions. Like the picture hasn't gotten bad while you're watching a game or something like that. It looks crystal once, maybe over six months. I've been impressed. It's happened to Amazon before once. Yeah. I mean, as your internet speeds get faster, then your service gets better. Right. Exactly. So, and YouTube coming. Uh, with Sunday ticket. I think I mentioned earlier, but uh, Oklahoma, Florida State, and Texas, Washington is your Thursday night if you're listening to this. Friday, John, we have an 11 a.m. college football Friday game. Pitt, UCLA in the Tony to the Tiger game. This is the one game of the year where CBS sends Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson to El Paso. It's a, I remember the game last year. They were both kind of complaining. Uh, they're cold. used to doing the CBS SEC game. Then they do the Tony the Tiger game. Uh, Notre Dame, South Carolina is also on Friday. You know what I remember about that game, guy? Uh, is years ago when Lance Kiffin was the head coach of USC, they were doing the game, and that was a game they got. I forget who beat him, but remember Lane was wearing glasses. Was like, did someone punch him? And he was yeah. wearing the sombrero. Yeah. They called that game. So I, ever since then, they That's the only way they do. That, Those two guys, they just do that game, and it's always so weird. Do you uh, think it's because it's well-rated Friday? Everyone's on holiday? Like It's on CBS, and CBS, it's not like they're doing another CBS game. So they just it's part of the CBS deal. We're going to put you on this big – yeah, I bet it does uh, – it's 11 a.m. Friday game, Pacific, so I bet it does pretty well. And it's like CBS doesn't have any of the playoff games, so like what are they going to do the rest of the weekend? Right. There's no other CBS bowl games. I, don't, I think it's the only CBS bowl game. Gotcha. You guys are working. We're paying. You're working. That's right. Uh, Tennessee Clemson is the Orange Bowl on Friday night, 5 o'clock. Do you see the story about the kid, uh, Clint? I, I screw up his name. I don't think it's Clint. Yeah, whoever the star quarterback is, who was like, you know, Caleb, Blake, uh, Drake May. Like he's he's viewed as, you know, Dabo said he's the best player we've ever recruited, and we've recruited some good ones. Well, DJ's gone now. He's making his first career start. Cade Klubnik. Cade Klubnik. Cade, sweet name. His parents, he's from, I think, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> When I say sweet name, it's very quarterback. It feels like yeah. a uh, maybe like a quarterback actor. Well, the flights all got canceled. They are driving from Dallas, Texas to Miami 24 hours to see their son make their first start. Pretty great. I think this is, I think bowl games have gotten a little better. Not better necessarily, but I think bowl game stock was way down the last few years. For me, it's ticked up a little because you just get some weird stuff like, Guys transfer out before the bowl game, so you get some quarterback at the big time programs. You get you get like big time prospects, right? So when you watch Tennessee or Clemson, even if Tennessee's quarterback, let's say, opted out, like it'd be a big time quarterback, five star guy. Let's say Bo Nix was leaving and it opted out. He's not. He's opted. He played the bowl game and he's coming back. But you'd get like some four star kid playing quarterback for Oregon, right? So that's happening for Clemson. People were kind of. I've saw a few people that were kind of annoyed. Like man, they wanted. Bryce Young to not play for Alabama so they could see the next guy that Alabama has to see if he's going to be good enough or if they're going to have to go portal for their next. But we saw him. He got injured. He stunk. Yeah. So that's probably partly why they're going to need to, you know, do whatever. But uh, Tennessee, you're you're saying Bryce Young's backup went to the portal. No, no. I'm saying there were some people that wanted Bryce Young not to play because the game doesn't matter. So they could see the next, the other quarterbacks on Alabama's roster. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, which but, I would get as an Alabama fan. I, I I probably would. Like, we need to make decisions. Yeah, Grayson McCall the other night, Coastal Carolina in the portal, but plays in the game and got hurt. I think is he number fourteen? I flipped. It. I looked up and a guy was getting carried off. I was like that was like a quarterback. He's in the portal, <laughs> in the portal before the game, but still playing the game. So the Wake Forest quarterback yesterday or two days ago enters the portal in the morning and immediately goes to Notre Dame. Here's what I know about Notre Dame. My a good uh, my uncle's mentor in the beer business, Notre Dame football alum. Yeah, they have a lot of. They're very they're USC of the Midwest, hence why they're rivals. Unlimited cash. I would imagine that that direct deposit to that kid, who I wouldn't say is Caleb or Drake May, but look at his stats. He's been fucking incredible. He was the quarterback. He was the uh, first team all league quarterback in the ACC. You told me there's. That direct deposit, like you know, NIL is guys really making money, and some guys are some guys are not. That direct deposit is already through, right? Would you imagine? Like yeah, that was, you know, it, it was Notre Dame member that that uh, Narduzzi claimed tried to take uh, the quarterback from him two years ago, Kenny Pickett, two years ago. Remember, uh, Narduzzi he, claimed Notre Dame tried to take Pickett before Pickett's good year last year. So then. When he said that multiple schools had offered five million, because Mac said it, and then Narduzzi doubled down and said that that was bullshit on Drake May, and that he had heard the number was five million dollars. I kept thinking it was Georgia and Alabama. I would guess it's Notre, Notre, Notre Dame. Drake, how May would it not be? It. Drake May should have been like, guys, it's not true. If it were true, I'd be gone. North Carolina can pay him something. You're saying Drake May? You, you Drake said May said it wasn't true, but. How could it not be somewhat true? Maybe it was like, yeah, oh, the number was four and a half. (laughs) Luke Fickle, you said this to me beforehand, coached the Wisconsin Bowl game, which is great. Coaches should definitely do that. Uh, Saturday, Alabama, K-State, 9 a.m. Pacific. To me, not a terrible game because Alabama, even when they don't want to be there, kind of plays. And K-State, definitely, this is like a Super Bowl for them. So it could be interesting. What price point would you, if you get a, a decent seat, would you attend a playoff game, Michigan, TCU? Um, would you let it ruin your day? Because there's a lot of football on. Uh, yeah, I might. For the right, it, to me, it's oh, t- the seat is like ninety percent of the decision. Like I'm, I don't, I wouldn't sit upper deck for five dollars for that game, or for any That's, game. That, that ain't an option. <laughs> so, um, I would let's just whatever good seat means. I would consider going. I all in because you got obviously not, and all that not day. not going by myself. So you got to buy two, two right? Um. I'd probably pay – I would start thinking about it for a good seat around maybe like 400 bucks for both tickets. Yeah, it's not an option. What are you thinking? What would you think about? Like 200, I, you know, like 200, 225 each, maybe 500? Yeah, that, that's not even on – it's it's to me, you got to double that. It's like, would you do it for 800? For a good – like a really good seat or just a pretty good seat? Yeah, I'm talking like, you know, around – Probably the 35 yard line. You actually don't want to be too close. So it's, right. you know, kind of closer to I the think, concourse. I, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I, Adam Sandler, I went to Sandler and it cost me, I think it was 500 bucks for two tickets. The, to me, the differences of Adam Sandler, you know, you're going to be entertained. Like it is risky, right? That's true. There's a chance that it's not a great game. But I mean, I think it could actually be, I almost feel like it's, I don't know, to, I, to take TCU six and a half feels, or seven and a half now, actually feels a little What would make it obvious, fun would be really risky 
is to whatever my tickets cost me, put that much on, that also on Harbaugh and go in. To 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 have money on Jim and buy the tickets. So have one issue hundred dollars or make the money back. My main issue is where I'm sitting. The fucking stadium where the Cardinals play is in BFE. I mean, it's it's 45 minutes away. Yeah. If, if it was 20 minutes away, off. I would be much more tempted. Can you park for 40 bucks or no? Is that a hundred dollar parking? I looked on SeatGeek. The p- Michigan was throwing a party for alumni. You can just get in for 200 bucks on SeatGeek. <laughs> Like I think it would be cool. I just think the Michigan environment. I agree. Be I think TCU is going to bring it. I think it'd just be a unique. I, I think it'd be unique. I gave you my number, but I don't think eight hundred is crazy. If if you got good seeds, honestly, you can find stuff for like three seventy to you know probably three fifty for a good seat. It's the it's the it's the service fees. Yeah. Well, I know that's why you got to include it all. Did you check? Uh, no one's giving us any money right now. Although at last check. Whoever used to advertise with us, SeatGeek. You could still give a hand pod promo code for 10 bucks off. Uh, game time. I see them advertise all the time. Tick pick. That's one that says we don't have fees. Uh, but I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm a little tired of long drives Thursday, but if I, I'm feeling better. And the, ticket, the other like thing the, is tickets. The one thing I saw is with the travel accommodations being all screwed up. Yeah. Remember the Niner game week eighteen? I went to. I I, I could have got in for probably twenty five percent less. Niners if Rams. You, yeah. you could wait, so the tickets actually might. They just need. Well, you might sold. have people who are trying to get there now, but are going to get or like you know what? Fuck it. By Friday night, Friday night you 100%. maybe can get. I mean, they're not going. I'll tell you this: they're not going up between no. now and Friday night. They've peaked. They peaked a long time ago, and I don't blame. If I put them on, I would hold due until the last minute. Eventually, got to sell. Yeah. Right. What's the saying? You don't want to drop a falling knife. I think it's going to get lower tomorrow than it is today. Or don't want to catch a falling. Don't catch a falling knife. What if you can grab the handle? Well, yeah. I mean, you don't know necessarily. No, is know. Tesla going to stay at 119 or is it going to go down to 40? You know, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're just the number one EV car by a mile. Yeah. And they're starting to make money. I would I would bet on it. Um, I would reckon the all-in pod, Elon stops by. You know, whenever you think he's crazy just because of what he tweets, just listen to him talk. You're like, I listened. Yeah. To, you said he stopped by. Re- I remember I listened to him like last year when he was on with those guys. They did like a year in review. It's a long pod, but about 45 minutes in, one of the guys is there. He's like, look who stops by. And it's Elon just stops by. He starts yeah. bullshitting for 20 minutes. Was he just at, uh, what's his name's house? No, he was at, uh, Sachs was at Twitter headquarters. Oh, okay. I saw you know, that he, he tweeted. Two, two of the four of them. I know. Or like Elon's crew. <laughs> well, what's his name? Uh, what? What I, I keep forgetting the the, the leader's name. Uh, David. Uh, no, no, not Shamath. They got Sack Shamath. One dude who's really into Free like bird. killing animals. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guy who's like him and Sacks are good buddies. He's always at the Warriors games, and he's uh, yeah. Well, they the, two episodes ago. Whoever that guy is, and Jason Calcanis. Cal, Cal I'm not exactly sure how to say his last name. Yeah, they could JK or whatever. So JK and Sachs go to the Warriors game together. After the game, he's buddies with Draymond. He says, "Come on in." They go. Him and Sachs go with Draymond. They show up to the practice facility connected to Chase. Chappelle shows up. Draymond's there. Lacob's there. Curry's there. Chappelle looks at him. He's like, hey, "It's you know, it's 11:30 at night." 
who wants to come? I'm doing a show in front of 150 people from one to three tonight. You guys want to roll? Draymond, Sachs, JK, go. And they said it was just incredible. These guys lead up. Sandler was there the day before at shoot around. Yeah. Oh, he was? Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? He's playing at Chase. Because I saw a photo of him uh, at the facility with like, you know, Marcus, our guy who does like a lot of the rebounding for the Warriors. He's always yeah. at the practice rebounding. He's, oh yeah, uh, he he posted a photo of him and Sandler and like a few of the other guys. Uh, Alabama, K State, uh, Fiesta Bowl, one o'clock, Peach Bowl. Uh, after that, five Pacific. DJ Uyunglele to Oregon State. That also happened while we were gone. I was gonna say he's not playing the game, but they've already played. Huh? Little uh, little. Can you update. play as a transfer portal in the bowl game? I don't think you can, but th- I think they should allow that. That's one of my. I agree. Uh, definitely, I'd be for that. DJ was third in the ACC in passing attempts last year. Oregon State was 12th in the Pac-12 in passing attempts. DJ and Oregon State had the same completion percentage, around 62%. (laughs) So, like, my take on DJ going to Oregon State, and we talked about this for a while. Jonathan Smith, the head coach of the Beats, has been on the show. Like, he gets automatically better just by going to a program that isn't going to ask him to be third in the league in passing attempts. They're just going to run the ball, play some defense, be a little smarter with it. Just a fundamental change of style improves. Uh, his stock, I think. So, I mean, very humbling move for the guy in terms yeah. of going to Clemson, one of the more glamorous programs in the country, to you know, little old Corvallis. Is is he a lock to be the starter? They don't have many options. Though, I probably. mean, I, I think it's likely that he's. I mean, he did throw like twenty two touchdowns, seven picks this year. He threw more touchdowns than only Oregon State quarterbacks combined. If he makes him a credible player and they're winning games and he's making plays. I just I don't see how it's humanly possible for Jonathan Smith not to just I know he's a loyal guy, but these people start coming at him heavily. Well, I like, know they I think he, they're being treated offers. like a Luke Fickle. Well, John, he's had offers. He's 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 signed his like fourth contract extension. I mean he signs a contract extension every year. Like people who offered him hire. it that never gets out. I'm just saying he, people have come after him. You know where I want him. UCLA. The, yeah, the guy's winning though, so it's hard to who and he like is that freshman a lock to be a starting quarterback? Uh, I think, but they did get Kent State's quarterback in in the portal, so that guy could win the job. Remember DTR's first year? Remember they had Wilton Spate played some quarterback for Chip that year. Harbaugh's guy, yeah. So uh, the guy from I guess Kent you, State, you, you basically just got to have a contingency program, right? If the young kid is just not anywhere near as eighteen year old. But when you Kent sign State's the number qu- three player in the country, you kind of you got to kind of tell them like, hey, we're you you got a shot to be the starting quarterback. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, Kent State's head coach went with Dion. Yeah, went to Prime, went with Coach Prime. Yeah. Interesting that that guy, kid went to UCL. I mean, I get it. You, Shador Sanders is like, Dion already said he's the starting quarterback. Where else was he going to go? Well, I'm just saying, like, that guy could have gone to Colorado with his OC to be Shador's backup, but you'd probably rather be Dante Moore's backup than Shador's backup. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it, but I watched some of that Jackson State Bowl game. I guess it, we probably didn't. I, I, he might be pretty good. Shador? I yeah. saw he's like one of the top. I mean, I guess it's hard because Heisman odds can be kind of just hype-related, but we, I think we did talk about that on the show, that he might be good. So. Okay. Uh, coming up next. Uh, Jared it's, Stidham against the Brock makeup, Purdy. Joe. Who would have thought that when the season I'm, began, huh? Not a soul. Not a soul. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for having a great holiday. Hopefully you did and, and uh, tuning in. And uh, we somebody asked, will you guys be on New Year's Day? Yes, we will be on Sunday. Just playing, yeah. I'm, I'm bar, barring, uh, you know, uh, what, what was the thing that everybody, the, the pandemic, everyone started breaking contracts and they said it was uh, not fait accompli or, you know, like basically act of God, but there was like some Latin word for it. Remember, it was like in every contract. People were like, no, we don't owe anybody any money. Act of God. Remember that? Whatever that phrase was, that was very popular back then. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Act of God. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. I forget the name. Anybody, right? anybody. Act to God. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. It was the I out like in every contract was act of yeah. God. But it was like, like there was another phrase for it. Somebody in the chat. I like that. Force majeure. So force, force majeure. majeure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Philo. I, I heard someone say something I was listening to that this company was a financial company. So it wasn't even a tech company. They have, you know, all these companies now have just incredible technology of their remote workers, a little bit like, you know, football teams, like monitor the iPad, like they know how much you're working. And this guy said that this company that he consulted for told him that they thought around 75% of their workers on average did nothing. Faked it all. I'm not anti-working from home, been doing it well before it was... But I, I think one of the greatest myths and one of the greatest scams have been. Obviously, people were forced to work from home, but the productivity, I love everyone likes acting like it. And again, we're two people. I kill what I eat. So it's like I fucking don't have a choice. But the amount of people that are on salaries that ain't doing dick all over this great country, some stocks that I'm heavily down in has been that's coming to a screeching halt. God bless the blue collar worker. Uh, we salute you and support you. But that's all, you know, people have talked to people are talking about tech work from home the way they've talked about government jobs for a long time. Right. If you ever talk to somebody like what time are you guys? Uh, I had a conversation with somebody who might work for the government, like just a, a just not not a, a state, just like a smaller area job. He was just like, yeah, you know, we might shut it down at three some days. Uh, and um, uh, I guess not a. I mean, a government job, but not like a political government job, I guess. I know. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, government funded job. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just wonder, like, what if NFL films just did? I guess that was kind of the joke behind like, um, uh, 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 what was the show with uh, Ron Swanson? Parks and Rec, right? That was kind of the joke behind Parks and Rec. It's like, what if you basically did NFL films? But like, what if you did it work from home? What would just the, you know, every week they just released mic'd up work from home and it just showed people doing the stuff they actually do when they work from home. Well, our work from home, if it was relative to like all these other industries would have been what just happened uh, last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it would end today. Like that's what a lot of people do. Nothing, <laughs> you know, Josh says people talk all the shit they want, but it's helped a ton of people in a ton of companies. Yeah, I mean, help people who can't find childcare, people who live in expensive places. The point is, you get paid in jobs to produce, and if right. you don't produce, like, what am I paying you for? Right? Like, we this exists because we may, we have to do this to make money. Like, the reason you have a salary, you right? And I, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about people making hundreds of thousands of dollars at these companies that they didn't create, that they got these jobs, and ain't doing shit. Like that's in my world, I, I don't not cool. Part of it, I, my, my my portfolio is diminishing. I I've invested in all these companies. No one's doing dick. 
it's funny. You can talk to people who do it, and some of them hate it, and some of them love it. Some people what? think it's worse because they can get they can get a hold of they can expect me to work whenever they want, and other people think it's better. Obviously, if you had a two hour commute now, you work from home. There's no question your productivity, if you are productive, is better, right? Yeah, I just think the work from home is, is it's coming to a screeching halt. It already has. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. On that note, uh, keep grinding, everybody. Pod from home. <laughs> Refuse to pod from the road. <laughs> Where are we going to pod from? No, I, I'm just saying we were on the road last week. And in theory, potting anywhere, anytime is how it works. But Southwest yeah. had other ideas. Um, wherever you are, that's the beauty of podcasts is uh, work from home hurt radio because people weren't in traffic jams. Yeah. And um, whether you're in a traffic jam or not, you're on a plane, you can listen to this. So thank you for your support. I don't want people that I, I don't care where you work from. I just think. I'm pro people that just work. You yeah. just want you want dollar for you want uh, productivity for the dollar. Is what you're yes, yeah. like I, we I, are I, paid to do something, we better produce. I'm just into getting producing for what you're paid for, right? Like Josh McDaniels is not producing what he's paid for, right? <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about what we're really talking about here and bring this sucker full full circle to the six million dollar. No, eight million dollar. What's Josh's salary? It's probably hiring you for three. People like, you know, Derek's making 33, 30. He's got to produce. I agree. There is a percentage. If you told people you could be, you could put your body at risk for 12 years, NFL quarterback, 30 million. That's pretty good. If I told you you could be an NFL coach for 30 years, no risk to your physicality for 10 million, you know, you know, it might not be a bad deal. Right? Like you want to yell at co- quarterbacks for making 30. You got to yell at coaches for making 10. Like to me, that's about equal because quarterback out there could get hurt. Mel Tucker got $95 million. He won like four games this year. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you soon. Later. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.